Hey there, folks. Trustworthy Fat Kev Smith. Before we start casting the pods, man, let me try to sell you something first, okay? Do you like me? Do you like my friends Jason Muse, uh, Ralph Garman? Then guess what? We're coming to a town near you, man. We're coming your way, man. Come see a Smod Co. show. Tickets at csmod.com. That's S-E-E-S-M-O-D.com. Now, if you can't come to one of our shows, you're like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to support this two-bit operation? Well, how about you kick back in your home with some family and friends and loved ones and play Monopoly. Jay and Silent Bob strike back Monopoly. That's right, man. You can buy from jayandsilentbob.com, the home of the secret stash, right there online, a signed edition of uh, Jay and Silent Bob strike back Monopoly. Me and Muse sign it, man. Jason Muse, Jay himself, me, Silent Bob. Uh, and the parts are real fun, man. They got a little cock knocker, a little fist, a little, uh, a little Suzanne, a little blunt mobile. It's crazy, man. Get your hands on it. You get drunk, get stoned, and play a round of Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back Monopoly. Available signed by me and Jason Muse at jayandsilentbob.com. Now, here comes your Smodco podcast. Boy, do I need a snack, but I'm so over bloated, sugary, and lard-based sweets. I want something that's healthy and tastes great. Freaking humanoid child. Oh, wow, it's Nature Box, the robotic snack provider. That is correct, humanoid child. I am programmed to provide healthy and great-tasting sustenance. Choose from over 100 healthy and crave-worthy options to be delivered right to your front door. All of Nature Box's snacks are made with zero artificial flavors, colors, or sweeteners. And best of all, they taste amazing. So good and so much better for you than any other snack options out there. So next time you're hungry, grab jalapeno white cheddar popcorn pistachio power clusters and big island pineapple and get smart about snacking go to naturebox.com slash t-e-s-d and you can get a free trial of their favorite snacks free snacks delivered to your door what are you waiting for child i love nature box love Unfortunately, I am not programmed to experience human emotions. Aw, don't feel sad, Nature Box. A lot of humans are like that, too. Hey, guys, what's up? (laughs) (laughs) Remember, if you want free snacks delivered to your door, go to naturebox.com slash T-S-D. To start your free trial today. George oh. Wars may be fake. Taco <laughs> Ben is genuine, 100%. <laughs> Story. This is very fucking personal. I'm opening up my soul to Walt here, and his goddamn phone is blinking like he's this, this literally at the is, fucking club over here. Is. Tell him, Steve, Dave.
Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Tell Em Steve. Dave, I am here. Walt is here. BQ is not here, but in his stead is a voice that uh, you can't help but recognize. It's Get Em Steve, Dave! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think um, I, I think Get Em has worn out his welcome. <laughs> For what I saw on, on Twitter last week, people are unhappy. Well, he, what happened, I think, is he was overly, like, aroused or something last week. That was uh, – get him – that's like – or he took it for granted that he's like, I'm in and I don't have to try. And I could be my, my normal self and I, don't, and I could just yeah. let it all hang out like I would anywhere instead of – and he, when he did – he found everything that. fell apart. Yeah, <laughs> like they don't like the real me. <laughs> Not even close. He got very comfortable yeah. um, listening because I'm, I, honesty, everything on the table. Anytime Get Him came on, I fucking skipped it because I found it to be just mind numbing. But I've gone back Why? and listened. Here's the thing: I've gone back and listened because um, I didn't skip the last fucking four or five times he's been on. I was like, Jesus Christ, I love. Get him. This dude is fucking hilarious. So I went back and listened to all of it with an open mind and not going into it like, fuck this guy. <laughs> because I had already been soured by the internet. There is a deep, deep, it's like, I don't know, man, a meeting monthly where they're like, uh, on the left, if you hate Ming Chin, on the right, if you hate Get Him Steve Dave. I don't get any of those people. Oh, but the right's not if you love uh, Ming Chen? No, there's, there's no, no, there's no, there's no love, it's left, if you hate, right, if you hate, that's the fucking meeting, that's what they're there for. I didn't know I had so much in common with the fucking internet, too. Yeah. Like, I am Reddit. <laughs> so you're here on vacation, huh? Yes, we left out Saturday-ish. And where are you from? What? Where'd you leave out from? Nashville. And in about nine and a half hours, we stayed over in Harrisonburg, Virginia, which has nothing but a hotel and a fucking restaurant that was closed. Uh, and then we fucking drove up, went to the beach yesterday. Came by the stash three or four times, fucking bought something for the kids every time because apparently I can't visit my friend Walt at the stash without fucking buying something for these fucking greedy ass kids. I said, I just bought you a bunch of stuff. Don't ask me to buy you anything when we get to the stash. And I mean, we just didn't sleep in a car. One, one <laughs> I got you in the hotel. Fucking foot into the place. And he said, Can I get another pop toy? And then what am I going to do? And how, how uh, difficult? What was the. Reason for coming though, like why'd you like you know what? Oh, I got some vacation time. How many weeks you got? Now that I mean, uh, how many, how many cards on the get? table. I came because I knew that Brian was going to give me the opportunity to do an episode of Tell Him Steve Dave, and I really wanted to tell everybody to go to badboardy dot com and listen to my shit. So you're telling me <laughs> you're tell, how many weeks you get for vacation or your job? I don't. That's it's gone. I used it for my surgery. I'm taking a no so you're, no check this week. So you're you're doing this this whole trip out of pocket? Yes, one hundred percent. Two hundred percent out of pocket because I'm not getting a fucking paycheck this week. <laughs> so you're telling me that you so you're you had to go home and tell the wife we're going to go on a vacation. I'm not. I'm taking a paid leave. I'm taking an unpaid leave of absence from work, and she, and you have to then say like it's not going to be somewhere fun. It's going to be in Not New Jersey. For you, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to go to New Jersey and do a couple podcasts because apparently he's lined up a couple podcasts. Uh, for really? Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I got Mike and Ming. We're going to uh, record something for the like I said, badboardy.com. <laughs> that's your that's your podcast. <laughs> that it's a it's what I'm trying to do because with this me undie stuff, 
I've always had whatever the fucking word is to like like writing and, and, and comedy and things like that. But I never had any sort of confidence in myself that I could actually write something, make something, and then people on the other end of that something would go, that's not shit. I always had a very negative opinion of myself. <laughs> I, and, I can relate to that. <laughs> right? And over the last, whatever it is, four or five years. Do you, do you, do you, um, now is that just like, do you have, suffer from some, some, some issues that like. Oh yeah, I take Zoloft so I don't fucking murder people on a daily basis. The, the me that you met in Brantford, that fucking psychopath, which I mean, without that, I guess I've never would have sort of stood out from the crowd. I was Psychopath very, very like, like, full like, blown depressed during all those Brantford days. Uh, but I, you were like, you were like, um, I don't I mean it's an in its all the way. No, like, no, no, you realize no, no. he's known me since fifth grade. Right? You're like, but you're more like a, like an over the top kind of like almost like a cartoon character. Yes, it's how- see, and I didn't see you no know, no signs of. Of um, like like that you should be afraid of him. Yeah, it or, seemed or like that you were he, like he the might... lovable big. I spent big like you know all like... my life making that possible. <laughs> like to be able to go into a room with strange people and them not go. I wonder if that guy is going to fucking stab somebody. He's a psycho. <laughs> now, do, would you say that Ryan is still considering him the lovable lug? <laughs> Ryan, remember the sign the we signed my cast that went pretty fucking. <laughs> oh. I reached out to him, I guess four or five months ago, and just this fucking whatever washed over me, and I, I have a lot of regrets for how it went down. Um, I w- when I did the episode of to which I commonly refer to as the worst episode of Tell Him Steve Dave that's ever been recorded, and it's totally my fault uh, because I never should have made that phone call. Some of the shit, I haven't listened to it, but I guarantee you if we sat down and we went through it like word for word, half of it's not even true. I just knew that if I said that thing, <laughs> that it was going to hurt Ryan in the worst possible way. And that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to shatter his fucking world because I was that angry. And our plan was to call Ryan the following week and get his side of the story. And then right. it sort of just, we lost interest. Yeah, he just kind of lost interest. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't, People I guess that wasn't the first fair to episode him. and they went, no. But back to your vacation, though. So you tell the wife you're going to go to New Jersey. How do you, how do you sell it? The beach. The beach? Always the beach. I hate the fucking beach. With a passion. I don't like sand. I don't like birds. I hate it I don't too. like people who go to the beach. I can't there's stand no, the way it feels on your body. There's nothing about the beach that makes me go, that's something I want to do. But my wife and kids fucking love it. So that was the spin. It started out, I was just coming by myself. So you, so you had to tell her you're going to Jersey. You can go to the beach. And I'm going – and I'm and I re, my, my main goal – not goal, but my, the reason I really want to go is just to be on Tom Steve Dave. Yeah, well, she she's the person that made me go to Brantford. I wasn't going to go because we were living in a fucking tiny little place. Mike was a year and a half old, and we were poor. Like, I'm poor now. We were fucking poor, poor. Like, fucking poor. Eat bologna all week long. <laughs> Kraft macaroni and fucking cheese. Raymond noodle poor. And she said, so, and it's not an, an exact quote, but I told her, I said, that's Kevin Smith was on his message board, and I just found the message board like three weeks earlier. Huge Kevin Smith fan my entire life, and the, the, the journey was going to be to come here. That was our plan. I told her that when we first got together, when we got married, like one day... I'm going to go and see Jay and Silent Bob's secret stash. What a proclamation. Uh, I know, right? 
She's like, my man. <laughs> Lucky for me, she was raised up. People, like, her parents bought a truck just so the kids couldn't fit in it when they went to restaurants and the trip and I said I, I, how would we even fucking do that because it ended up being like 1500 bucks from beginning to end on that trip and I had zero bucks so she got a credit card I'd made a point uh, from the time that she that we got together she was 19 20 we've never paid a bill late in her entire life she's never ever had a late payment in her entire life her credit my is wife can fucking say that phenomenal um yeah, I can't say that. Yeah, but my yeah. wife, my wife, my, my wife has an immaculate credit. Yeah, yeah. and I, I had a lot to do with that. I said, here is how you get shit credit. I've done all those things to get shit credit. So I, I knew that if we were ever gonna buy a house, that I had to. She had to be the one. So mm-hmm. this is very specific in how it. And she said, "I'm gonna get a you credit." You groomed card. the perfect yes. credit. Yeah. I did. I, I planted the fucking credit seed, and I grew that bitch to 725. <laughs> and we still water it to this day. But she said, I'm going to get a credit card. And I said, no, the fuck you're not. And she said, I'm going to do it whether you want me to or not, because this is your dream. And I mean, as sad as it is to some people, that was my fucking <laughs> Sitting dream. at this table. <laughs> that was the goddamn bucket list. And... She fucking got the credit card. We bought the ticket, and the rest is fucking history, as they say. Whoever they are. <laughs> so, but you, so your, your your whole thing was you wanted to come down and um... tell them Steve Dave has always been something that I wanted to do. I've been here a lot of times and came this close. Mm-hmm. All right, and it just it never worked out. It never shook out that it happened. But now I'm very much like I said. I, I have a confidence. That I've never had before in my life. Not only do I know that I have the ability to write something, make something, and people enjoy it. I was at the What Say You podcast in Nashville. And I would say I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but that's what the fuck I'm here for. I drove 14 hours to toot my own fucking horn. (laughs) (laughs) And Q didn't even tell me I was going up there. I had no idea what they were doing. It was straight out of the blue. And the people knew who I were, who I were. The people knew who I was because I'd been outside in the line with them, meeting everybody before. But it went spectacular, and it was all off the cuff. You got to fucking be quick with it. And I, when I walked off that stage, and everybody outside I was like, "You were amazing." One guy came up to me and he goes, "You should be a comedian." I shouldn't because this fucking there's no money in comedy. <laughs> there's just not. But what I what I did is I sat down. And I made a quote-unquote business plan. How can I be the Jay-Z and the Master P of the podcast world? If I've got to sell a CD... Will you reveal some of that plan today? Well, yeah, I own all my shit. Everything that I do, I'm out of pocket so much money for this bad boardie right now. I've got You realize shows. that Ming and Mike are the Jay-Z and Master P of podcasting, <laughs> and to unseat them is going to be very difficult. <laughs> are you going to do it on their own show? Is that your plan? No. They are lucky enough You're gonna to dethrone them? an episode of Maxwell's House. Okay. So they're, they're, what are, wait a minute. What is the name of your pod? Bag and Boardy or Maxwell House? No, fuck. That's Matt Cohen. Bad Boardy is my brand. 
Bad Bordy. He's branded. He's a Kardashian. I don't, I don't understand this then. Hold on. Bad Bordy is my Smodcast. Maxwell's house is my, uh, or my Smodcast.com. Maxwell's house is the Smodcast podcast. I do two podcasts on the website now. We've got Maxwell's house and we've got a new one with my buddy called Matt Delivers. He's a fucking pizza guy. Super smart. And he does accounting. But he got busted for pot way back when, and they wouldn't let him take the test and shit, so he's been delivering pizzas his whole life. And he's a fucking maniac. What test? There's a test you have to take to be a CPA. Oh, okay. But what, where does the bag, bad and bordy come from? Ba- <laughs> no, ba- no bad, bad bordy is um, like his, his view is skew. That's his. Hey, oh, that's your, your production the name, company? The, yes. Bad Bordy Productions. And you, Bad Bordy, and you, and you're, and, and what, right now what you produce is Maxwell's House and what's the other one called? Matt Delivers. And Matt we've delivers. got on YouTube, I've got a commentary track for Night of the Living Dead that we recorded. Like MST uh, kind of thing? Fucking, um, uh, uh, in, the, in the vein of MST3K? Yeah, 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 very much so. Uh, it's, it's just, it's ridiculous. It's not like, hey, here's all the details and we know so much about this movie. It was just, hey, we're going to fucking watch this movie. And we're just going to riff on it from beginning to end. And, did, and when did did we ever de- develop a business plan? I don't think so. It's been five years, and I don't think we've ever. <laughs> what, 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 so when you sat down, what I think was... we need to. <laughs> yeah, you know, it like Bad Bordy's doing it. I sat down like three months ago with the the plan that I'm going to try to build an audio empire, and it's just the, the, that's the exact mindset. If if you have to sell a CD for 19.99 because you're you're at a record company. But Master P can sell two CDs for nine ninety nine, and he's making like nine ninety eight because those CDs cost him fucking nothing. Now, granted, I'm in pocket right now. So but, you're you're saying like uh, your your plan is to self produce like yes like how if uh, we do another comic, it's highly likely we'll self publish. Yes, make it because, all in house. One hundred percent comes the, to me. The stigma of being self published or putting out your own stuff isn't what it once was. Initially, the thought was, hey, maybe I can try to get on Smodco. Maybe I can try to get a deal with. Didn't you just say it was one. on Smodcast? No, he's saying it, it like it. it like try it to is get his someone podcast. to buy my shit. Try to be I mean, a his part brand. of someone else. Oh, okay, I'm confusing the shit out of you. I know. I'm sorry. All right. So, but do you, but the the plan was content. So I started a new show. Matt and Matt uh, says, I put the kids on my Matt my delivers. sons Mike and Keith. They have two episodes of their own show. They do about ten to fifteen minutes every two weeks. Called the Mike and Keith Show. It's uh it's G. We call it Keeping It G in Bad Bordy's R-rated world. I'm the voice of the common man. That's our tagline. Uh, we're, I'm very relatable to people because I've been through all that shit. I've got a lot of people who will send me emails and they're like, man, I got busted for pot when I was young and it fucked my whole life up. And then, you know, we'll talk back and forth. And I'm like, it's uh, me too, man, but just hang tight. Wait seven years and you'll be fine. You know, After seven years, the shit falls off your record. Keep clean nose. Pay your bills on time. Fuck, I'm a homeowner. I'm an upstanding citizen. Eight years ago, I was the biggest piece of shit you could run into. How, how many uh, episodes are under your belt right now of uh, of Maxwell's, Maxwell's house? house that were over 40, 44, 45, <clears throat> or some such shit like that, which is well beyond where Will You Sign My Cast went. But it's mostly the last three months, the, the, the I've, every week, consistently. I'm, I'm not sleeping, but three, four hours a night. Because I have to record on Tuesday, I have to record on Wednesday, and then I have to work 46 hours a week, and then I'm editing uh, all night after the kids and, and Tabby go to sleep because I have to fucking come home and watch a TV show or two with her, play with the kids for an hour. But I've always had 
the, the, the content, I've never had the drive and the willingness to do the work. The shit's not easy. When people, they're like, oh, where the fuck is Tell Him Steve Dave today? Well, like, you know how long it takes to fucking edit 19 fucking people in together and put in the sound effects and do all of these things? And yeah, it's, we, it's we, hard for You got to get yourself a Declan. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm, An indentured Irish servant. I'm not going to lie, I actually have myself a Declan. And his name is Declan. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, he, he, oh the second uh, fucking I, I didn't hit up Declan. I didn't hit up uh, Chastain. I didn't so hit up Thundertunes. I didn't hit up J Sarge. J Sarge made my music for both. He, he's just stealing everything from us. <laughs> oh, one, is that on the business plan? Oh, one hundred percent. The business. It's literally because my buddy asked me. He said, "Are are you gonna try to get?" The, the not tell them Steve Dave crowd, I said, I'm not worried about that right now. Let me get the tell them Steve Dave crowd What's the first. not tell them Steve Dave crowd? Like, like 99.9% of the crowd. <laughs> the people who listen to fantasy football focus, the people who listen, not, nothing against Joe Rogan's podcast, but I used to listen to it, and it became this repetitive, inane, fight companion bullshit of, like, vitamins. and It's the guy who has no particular taste or originality. Someone who can, like, the pop music, the people who listen to Taylor fucking Swift, because that's the main, that's the top of the business plan. Put in the time. That's, you, the, you, that's the top? Oh, yeah, because I'm sorry. Oh, I got a lot of quit in me. I got a lot <laughs> of quit in me. Uh, yeah, shit, I mean, I, I'll tell you quick. Like, you, you, I'll start this motherfucker. I can't guarantee I'm going to finish it. That's what I've always done. But it's it's different this time. And it, it all has to do, despite the fact that they have not sent me a goddamn sock, a fucking flyer, nothing. Not even a, hey, man, we're going to give you an extra fucking 20% off. Like, send Walt, me some Walt. panties for my motherfucking wife. I'll, I'll put them on Twitter for you and tag me undies. We'll get all kind of motherfucking hits. Just send me something, goddammit. I'm giving you brilliance. I'm giving you my soul, and these motherfuckers won't even send me a pair of socks. I love you, MeUndies. MeUndies.com slash TSD. Let, let me tell you something. Walt got them trending twice, and, and, not, and not a thank you, so don't feel bad. I stayed up for 48 fucking hours writing that fucking Tom Brady commercial. Because I was in it. There's even lines that I was editing it up to the time that I sent it out to the ants that I'd found online. And there's a couple lines that didn't even get in there because I was editing emails. Um, and I kind of have that problem, too, where I don't know when to stop. Right. I, I very much be George Lucas. Where I'm like, no, 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 no. I can totally make the best movie ever made better. Just give me some fucking rings <laughs> and shit and some more color. I will fuck this shit up. So I, I But the Tom Brady stuff, I didn't know... If it was too sports centric and not hockey, like are the people who listen to tell them Steve Dave going to give a fuck that I don't like Tom Brady, <laughs> or are the people from Tell Him Steve Dave going to realize that it's an, a sort of an inside jab at the fact that Tom Brady is the prettiest man alive with great hair, a supermodel wife who somehow makes more money than him while he's one of the top-paid players in an American major sport. Tom Brady is the greatest human being that you can make. If God reached down and went, you're blessed. He only touched yeah. Tom Brady, well, and that, he, he made a whisper may be going of away. Leonardo DiCaprio's cheek. It's yeah, just those he, two guys. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's, fall he's the scandal? And if the, I mean, it's, Tom it's, Brady don't give a fuck about the flake gator being suspended or anything. He don't give a shit. That crazy. dude's got all them Super Bowls. He don't give a fuck. You don't, you don't think he cares about legacy? No, you don't think he cares about legacy? I don't. Not Tom Brady. I don't think What's that he legacy? thinks... 
his legacy. Oh, his, oh, his, his legacy yeah. is his now going to be tarnished. It could be forever. His legacy was already fucking tarnished it's, with him cheating and it's recording Mark, the goddamn things. It's not Mark McGuire level, but... There is no it's, ring that Tom Brady's ever Barry, worn that is it Barry Bond? Is it Barry Bonds level? Barry Bonds doesn't give a shit way more than anybody's ever not given a shit in the history of not giving a right, shit. Right, but I don't, so I don't think Barry not. Bonds and Tom Brady share the same mindset. Tom I think, Brady's still denying it. And, and like, it's, you're busted, you're caught. Completely caught. It's like, no, man, we call him the deflator because he lost some weight. No, the fuck you don't. You're saying don't, stupid guess, shit now, Tom Brady. But that's what I'm saying. I think I think I think you he, think that's to keep. I think it matters a lot more to uh, to him to have uh, to to clean to clear his name than you think. I think you're I think you're really underestimating how important this man has got to have an ego that dwarfs. No, not anybody. at all. His wife makes more money than him. That's just some fucking oh, talking bullshit. point. I know say. motherfuckers that get divorced. All the goddamn time talking because about, the woman like, starts making more money than him. Yeah, but like when it's it, like a hundred billion with, as like, opposed to ninety nine billion. Yeah, like let's say it was um, Hillary Swank and Chad Lowe. Like that's a big fucking difference. Uh, a, a couple who does basically the same thing. Uh, she got an Oscar, at least a nomination, and Chad Lowe. One wasn't even thanked <laughs> during her acceptance speech, and two is Rob Lowe's brother and not nearly as popular. Mm-hmm. And I think, like in situations like that, uh, surely his his ego suffers, and he's like, "God damn it, man!" Like my career is in the fucking toilet while hers is like skyrocketing. Yeah. Um, now Tom Brady and Giselle Bundchen. Yeah, it's like even if you make. Even if she makes ten million dollars more than he does in a year, and he's making a hundred million, right? It's like I, I don't think, yeah, whatever. I don't think, I don't think that at all. Pl- I think that's one of those those things that like they love to bring up because it's just it's just an, a great tidbit and in, in, in the great and all the great tidbits that he has to throw out there because, like you said, he is blessed. But when you're talking about a guy. Who, who, who up until this point now with that Super Bowl, that last Super Bowl, would have put him in a, in a position where he would, he would go down as, like, in that argument, top. You would make the case for him. You don't think it's soul-crushing now that, he, that that's going to now play a factor in any conversation when we're long gone? Well, what about Tom Brady? You can't even throw – there will always be somebody now that will say that. That has got to be maddening. For a guy, you know that that fucking putting that little bit of air out of the ball is not a factor at all, at all, at in all. what he's it changes, accomplished. It but that has nothing. got to be that has got to be like. If anything, I think that would be what he wants to fucking say. I didn't do that. I didn't do something that has no effect whatsoever. I'm not that fucking stupid. <laughs> I think maybe that's. But with the they fucking they cheated for all those rings. The Patriots don't care. They're like the fucking card player who gets caught all the time and he still fucking cheats. All he cares about is winning. Right. Did he deflate some balls? Yep. But at the end of the day, he's going to have that ring. And five years from now, when he pulls out that ring, nobody's going to go, oh, did you let the air out of those footballs? They're you don't go, think so? No, you not at all. Are you crazy? No it's one's going to never... give a shit. Well, wh- no. why? At what, what, at what People year? People barely care that baseball players use steroids anymore. Nobody cares. Oh, so it's you're telling me that, that this was a gigantic story. It's still even t- I heard about it. Right. <laughs> what what year does it go away then? 
it what really year, and it becomes the, not a, it well, doesn't come into any anybody's conversation. It really all depends on how many more Super Bowls Tom Brady wins and when he retires. After Tom Brady retires, instantly no one gives a shit. About you don't instantly no one gives a shit. But they're the team that people love to hate. You don't think that they're going to love to bring Only up that while they're on top. No one cares what the Yankees are doing right now. I used to always know and care what the Yankees were doing because my Cubs never win and the Yankees always do, but the Yankees suck. When they suck, no one cares. The Titans used to sell out games yeah, all the, Yankees, the time in Tennessee, but, but they the fucking Yankees suck don't now. Have, but the Yankees don't have this black cloud of cheating over their heads that, that the Patriots They have the black have. cloud of we pay fucking $900 million more than any other team. We buy all these not, players to buy a championship. But that's not illegal. It's not. And like the thing is, is should letting a little bit of air out of the football... Be illegal? No, because it doesn't fucking matter. But it's a rule, though. Who gives a shit? It's a stupid fucking rule. Tom Brady was going to win that Super Bowl no matter what happened because the asshole from Seattle made that terrible fucking play call. Right. Those footballs didn't matter. His his stats with the deflated footballs are shit. But is a deflated football more for Tom Brady or is it more for the running back so they don't fumble? No, it's mental. It's all mental for the quarterback. Every quarterback has their preference. Like yeah. full ball, like the, the exact PSI, and that's all it is. It's like a fucking golfer that gets the shanks. Ain't got nothing to do with his ability to swing a club. It's all upstairs. He can't fucking figure it out. So why don't they just tell him the ball's been deflated then? Uh, They probably should (laughs) have. Yeah, like, why didn't he, like, uh, he was standing on uh, principle by not showing that phone. Right. Uh, And, I mean, they gave him every assurance that nobody was going to look at naked pictures of Giselle. Uh, nobody was going to look at this or that. Would you trust them with all the leaks that are that the NFL has to deal with anyway? Well, I mean, they were talking about uh, not regular cops. I think it was like, wasn't it the the, the uh, NFL has its FBI own or, security so, or something, team. something, some high would level you, well, security? Brian, let's say you have something on your phone you don't want them to see. That has nothing to do with what you're, with you may be charged with in this. Not really charged, but what you may be accused, accused of. Accused of, right? Would, would you to want clear them, yourself? Would you want them to see things that you don't want them to see? And you'd be like, "Well, it's not a court of law. I don't have to." Why doesn't he just go and delete them? That's what I was say. Can you just fucking delete the shit off the phone? That is my biggest well, pet well, why peeve with people. Just, well, then why doesn't he just delete the text? Exactly. So, so he sta- So it's on there. You, you think it's on there. Well, why don't they texts. just get the text from the people that... They did. 100% the those texts happened. He sent... It's, it's confirmed that he sent a text where they called this ball boy who would let the air out. The deflator. No, that was not him. That was not Tom Brady talking... And no, no, no. Brady that was between two different. That was between two different ball boys calling each other the deflator. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that they fucking got texts from Brady. That they, they confirmed that he was texting with the guy and that Brady yes, called him the deflator. Yes, he asked him, they asked, how you doing? They asked him how he was doing, and when he was getting all the heat, he wanted to know how you holding up. Now, let me ask you a question. If you're a fucking ball boy for the New England Patriots, let's say you, you're the biggest fucking New Jersey Devils fan, and they know it, and they're going to make yeah. you the puck boy. Yeah. Right? I uh, loaded now, pucks, which like, you can't like, do like anyway. Fucking, but let's say there was a way I could think for anybody, <laughs> anybody on that fucking ice is concerned about you and what you're doing unless you're fucking doing something to help them cheat. No, they don't give a fuck about you. Tom Brady doesn't know that ball boy. He's not texting you. Would do you think that I would cheat for my Devils? Yeah. You think that I like if I'm an employee of the Devils, 100%. know how much I love for them, and they're like, and the Lou Lou Lambs comes to me and is like, I want you to put, I want you to put, 
even though you can, but like, so let's say there was a way to cheat with a puck. Put some slick shit yeah, on Some it. magnets in there. Yeah. And we got a magnet down the other end, and every time if the puck goes near it, it repulses it, and it goes the other way or something. Some ridiculous bullshit. In a heartbeat. Would, you do it? Would I do it and take a chance on... Instantly. Because that guy asked you to do it. I don't even like Tom Brady. If well, why, why, here, why, do you, why do you assume I would do it? Because anybody should. That's what? your team. <laughs> That's your team. And the captain of your team just asked you to help them win. You either help them win or you get the fuck out the locker room. So your team is the Texans. Or the, no, I'm sorry. I'm don't, uh, is the uh, Titans. Yeah. Okay. So uh, when Jeff Fisher, when he was the coach there, yeah, yeah. He comes to you and he's like, Maxwell. What could he come to you that you wouldn't say no to? Literally nothing. I, I, I killed the hooker. <laughs> he could Maxwell, be like, pull I need your you to balls help out and I, we get an extra point. I'm pulling my balls I out. Need you to help me. I need you to help me bury this body. Done. I got you, Coach Fisher. <laughs> I know there's a remote ones right over here near the fucking stadium. I got you, man. Now this, calls, this calls back to episode one of Tell Him Steve Dave where I said there's like a handful of people that I would do that for. <laughs> A football coach is not one of them. <laughs> he doesn't even like. You just heard about you on Bag and Bordy. Or what's it called? What's it called? Bad, bad and Bordy. It's fine. Go to bagandbordy.com. It's gone. <laughs> he heard you on Max's house say your love for the for the Titans, and he's like, "This guy'll do it." And he just shows up. You don't know him. It's, it's Jeff Fisher, and he's like, "I need you to help me bury this body because if you don't, I'm going to get fired." And uh, you know the. The football team is in tatters. We got to start over again. Well, you, you, Help me out here. You change the scenario because I wouldn't believe that Jeff Fisher getting fired would matter enough. But if he came to me, let's say Steve McNair was still alive, okay. RIP number nine. If Steve McNair was still alive and Jeff Fisher came to me and he said, the Super Bowl is happening, we're playing the Rams, but McNair fucking murdered somebody. Right. Which is a terrible example for me to use because he got murdered himself. <laughs> but still, I'm already there. I'm just trying to see the level of how if, much you, like, we're talking McNair about had, letting the air out of football and fucking committing a crime. If you're McNair saying you'll killed do a it? hooker and I had to bury that bitch so he could make it to the Super Bowl, God rest her motherfucking soul, but she's going in the ground. I mean, she, I mean, what's done is done. She's already fucking dead. <laughs> now, now you're talking about you're trying to capture... What if she, what if he... And you only get like Two years for moving a body after it's dead. That's fucking so nothing. So you would go to jail and miss and miss out. Your family would would be miss out on you for a football team. Well, I mean, all they're doing is missing out on road trips to Jersey. So. <laughs> it's a valid point. <laughs> Dad's in jail. Fucking let's celebrate. No more fourteen hour car rides. <laughs> all right. So, but anyway, back, but so you want people to go to what? To what is? What's your website? Badbordy.com. Badbordy. Now, don't you that. Why did you pick that? Man? Bad Bordy all stems from Kevin Smith's message board. There was a particular poster who I will not mention her name. If you want to know the name, I think I tell the story on one of the Maxwell's House episodes. I'm, I'm assuming I hate her. You fucking know. Oh, you know. And this, the, if, if, if for those out there that are in the know, I'll just go look at the logo, and it's a logo of a spork. That's my logo. Okay. W.C. Chastain just made a new one for me. And I he had, is fucking p- pilfering. He, he, he literally, Everybody yeah. Is, oh, yeah. The, the, the next step is him calling his podcast, tell him Steve Dave. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I'm thinking about it. I was going to ask you if you knew where I could get that Captain Hook dog before I left. I need, I, I'm, 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 I need that motherfucking Sunday Houston money. Okay? Are, you con- <laughs> are you concerned about your image, though, and maybe you turning people off, though, when you admit that you will commit crimes for something so... No, not really. I think anybody that knows me knows that I would bury a body. 
to help the Titans win the Super Bowl. <laughs> now, are you? Or play- I bury a body no. to help whatever soccer team Q fucking cheers for. With Just because you like Q. Yeah. Now, are you placing uh, a wager on this Super Bowl as well? So no, you're at least no, he's just his love. Oh, yeah, it's no, the just, love of the I team. I just really like them to win a Super Bowl. Walt, I thought you were a super fan until tonight. <laughs> well, I'm here to tell you, Brian, yeah. that uh, if Lou Lambs came to me, he was like, I need you to put some magnets in the pucks. You're the puck boy, right? And I'm right. like, yes, I'm the puck boy. I would put puck. You damn right you would. But if Lou Lambs <laughs> came to me and said, Check okay, out this hooker in my job. trunk. <laughs> <laughs> I would be like, you know what? I mean, I'll, I'll put a, I'll, I'll put magnets anywhere, yeah. but I'll I will not. I will not. Now. He's going to kill you. You're a fucking witness. I know you're going to help me bury this body. Well, not necessarily. Lou, I can't do it. Not necessarily. He might be like, well, I have a friend who may do it for a fee. <laughs> and I know this guy in Tennessee that'll definitely do it just because Absolutely. he knows me. I would definitely he did carry it for a body to help you get in when I'm telling you. I would not fuck this. They're fucking dead. All right, he's well, buried, he's buried think... three bodies for Jay Sarge already. <laughs> no I think, comment. I think if, if, you can, if you listeners out there, if you can, if you can go and listen to sample a few podcasts from from Maxwell's house and uh, Matt delivers. Yeah, I would oh, gladly appreciate it. Thank you very much. I, if you he do he made the trip. He's putting it all out there. If you can do that, we would appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Alicia, you got time for a couple jokes? Yeah. Uh, what do you get when you cross Bambi with a ghost? What? Bamboo. <laughs> Okay, that one wasn't my best one. Okay, how about this one? What kind of games do ghosts like to play? What? Hide and go shriek. <laughs> alright, alright. I, like I don't want the pity laugh. This one is going to knock your socks off. What did the zombie get when he bit into the ghost? What? A mouth full of sheet. <laughs> get it? <laughs> Come on, that one was good. If that one was excellent. Don't tell your mom I told you that one. You bet you're wondering, why am I telling you all these ghost jokes? Yeah. Well, because I've got Casper on my mind, but not the friendly ghost. I'm talking about the mattress company. The online mattress company where you can go and order a beautiful foam mattress and save $50 today just by using the TSD code. Here are some of the required talking points. An obsessively engineered mattress at shockingly fair prices. Just the right sink, just the right bounce. Two technologies, latex foam and memory foam, come together for better nights and brighter days. Risk-free trial and return policies. Try sleeping on a Casper for 100 days with a free delivery and pointless returns. Painless, darn it. Painless returns. <laughs> so if you want a beautiful night's sleep, Ghost, did it? Probably like all the other time. <laughs> and if you just bought a. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I keep messing up. Take it away, Alicia. So if you want a beautiful night's sleep, go to casper.com slash TSD and don't forget to use the TSD code and save $50 off your next mattress purchase. Ah, thanks, Alicia. And I also want to let you, you folks know, if you're bought a mattress... Ah! Ah! <laughs> I keep messing up. 
Thanks, Alicia. And just a reminder, if you people out there bought a mattress that's not a Casper, then you just made a gigantic boo-boo. Oh, that's God. Right? Don't play back. Why? I don't want to hear her. Play back. Play back by yourself. I'm not listening to it. <laughs> I refuse. Oh, you did good. Yeah, a lot better than you. It took me like two times, and it took you like 50 times. Yeah, but you know what? Because I, I, I let you hear how I wanted it, so you knew how I wanted it done. Of course it's easier for you. You heard me do it ten times. And remember, folks, if you're not sleeping on a Casper, then you're just sleeping on a piece of sheet. Oh, that's God. Now, I, I want... He said something, Brian, that I wanted to... Um, I, knew, I wanted He to said hear. something 45 minutes yeah. ago you wanted to... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but it was... Uh, I thought it was interesting. Now, can you say where you work at without saying the name of it? Can you just say what you're in? Yeah, it's, you're a, in? it's a self-storage place. Um, people bring their shit that they can't fit in their house anymore when they get new shit. It's like that old George Carlin bit where he's like, your shit is is crap, or my stuff's stuff, and your your stuff is shit. So people keep all of this just inane bullshit. They'll pay six, seven thousand dollars over four or five years to keep like an old table, you, you don't an old tell chairs, me. And shit. <laughs> you got a storage building? Yeah, I had, oh, I had a God, story, storage no. unit in LA for like five years. Terrible. Get that fucking shit out of what there. You it? don't what's, need that what's shit. What's the name of that show? They're not on anymore. Are uh, they? Storage Wars. Storage right? Wars. Yeah. Fake as shit. Are they? Are they done? So fake. That yeah. that was my question. Like, why do you say it's fake though? Your feeling is they seed the lockers. Absolutely, they do. There's just you, you. When you work a job for a decade, you know it doesn't matter what storage place it is. It doesn't matter what state it's in. People pack shit the same way. You've got the loose packer. You've got the tub packer. You've got the the, the stack packer. And those units were set up by someone who wasn't storing things. There's way it's 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 almost if like you staged one. If I wanted to go in one before an auction. And I don't fucking do it. Not because they wouldn't want me to, but just because I'm super fucking lazy. <laughs> you would take, if there's a washing machine that's hidden in the back, you would move something slightly to the right so you can just see a corner of it. You don't want to see the whole thing. It's too fucking obvious. Right. And like just watching it and looking at that shit, it's just very obvious that it's 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 fake and I staged. have a question that, I, that only a professional could answer. And I've had this question ever since I watched the show. People pay – you work at the storage unit. Uh, not me, you personally, but let's say the guy who owns the place. Right. When – before, let's say you you guys do auctions at your place? Yeah, I do them. I do everything. Okay, but you guys do have auctions at Yeah, yeah. What is to stop you or the owner once that guy is delinquent and before the auction, before the stuff is put up for auction, to go into that locker and be like, well, let me take what I want out of here because I own it basically? Well, you don't own it. Federal laws and state laws – you don't own, like, I can't sell, it doesn't matter if you have an old pair of socks in there. If you've rented it, I can't sell those socks for 90 days. I have to right, see. Right, that's what I'm saying. No, the, 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 the owner of the merchandise. So I've sent the certified letter, everything's yes. legal. Be, and it's you, two days before the auction. Why isn't it someone going in there and rummaging through to make sure there's, because I would think could, that owner has illegal. every right to go in there. He Why? He has every right to it's sell not, it, but he has no right to take it. He, he can put who a would know? on it. Right. Who would know? That's the thing is you could do it. There's 0% chance that you would ever get caught if you do, and I'm sure that all of the storage places do it. But by the letter of the law, it's not your property ever. If they've got stuff in there and— Ever? No, ever. So how is he allowed to sell it then? Well, that's the thing. You are allowed to satisfy the lien 
on the property. You don't own it. You have a lien against it. It's like if someone signed a contract with you and they put their house up. And then they, they defaulted on their house. You don't own their house. You just have the right to sell their house, get your money back, and then whatever extra is left over okay. is still okay. there. Okay, all right. So why can't you do – why can't – let's say there was um, – just for the sake of argument, there was um, a box of uh, – a, a piece of gold, some gold jewelry in there. And so, some you, doubloons. And he and you go out and you're like, okay, well, uh, you're digging through it the day before the auction. You'd be like, well, if I take this and I go sell it, I, I, I've made the money and I can pay off my lien. Because you, you would also, like, if you just take a peek, you would know how much that locker would be worth. Right. By law, yeah. anything you make over, if you don't, and you have to hold that auction, you have to run it in the paper as a public notice or whatever the fuck they're called. So people are going to come. Now, now you also made the, you made the comment that um, you're seeing, you could, you could tell someone's life by their locker, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, just the way that the way that they the, the stuff that they own, how clean it is, the smell, uh, how they pack it. But most times in in my business, you know who you're dealing with when they walk through the door because they're generally not in a situation where they're like, "You know what I'd like to do is have a storage locker for 5 years in LA." <laughs> it's generally uh, I'm moving away or I'm getting divorced. Sometimes you get people who are we're cleaning out our garage and things like that, but they're they're your in and outs. You know what I mean? They're not your your regulars, your 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 monthlies. You get people whose fucking houses burned down. And you got you got all the shit that's left over that's still good. What are you going to do with it? You don't have anywhere to put it. Right. You come see me. Um, and has there when did you start working there? Eight years ago. Is there is there lockers there that have been rented before you got there that are still rented today? And eight years later, yeah. Same. There's there's six people there that were there before I got there. That's do you see them or, or do oh, you yeah. never see them? Are they just sitting there? No, I know them by name. I like I, so well, I can point visit, them out in a lot. They come there. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I showed one guy like you've paid thirteen thousand dollars. I've seen what's in there. And he's like, yeah, it's my wife. That was her mama stuff. And I was like, well, fucking tell her to sit in that goddamn chair and burn it. Thirteen thousand dollars. You can do a lot of nice things for your dead fucking mama. On a scale of one to ten, how? Exciting is the job. Zero. <laughs> the most yeah, exciting. They, they never. The, I've, I've I've been there like to pay bills, and move stuff around, and they do have a glazed look in their eye, like this is the closest to doing absolutely nothing that, that I can. Well, it, come. It's it a, literally is. It's a graveyard of stuff. Yeah. That's what it, it is. Really you're, a, is. You're, a, you're a you're a caretaker for these people's graveyard. There. Now, if it was up to me, man, I'd make all those people take that shit out of there and find a new job. I feel sad for all of those fuckers. It has to be. I would think it would be a melancholy kind it of is. Uh, existence. It very much so. And and tell them, Steve, Dave is like when that shit pops out on Thursday nights at midnight when it's supposed to fucking come out. And y'all can't well, see Declan's, me making eye contact. Well, Dec- Declan's, on, uh, yeah. Maxwell House. Declan's like, got Maxwell House. He has what say you. He has all this other fucking side bullshit now. Point. <laughs> but what you're saying, you're saying you, 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 I'm not going to lie. I feel like I fucking really set myself out by fucking letting you go. Declan, you're getting a really heated message with this one. You fucking get your priorities straight, creaky. Yeah, man. <laughs> well, what makes it, what makes it a... Uh, 
Podcast, like, Netflix, Amazon Prime. I've seen the goddamn internet five times over. And you work 46 hours at 46 this hours What a is week. there to do 46 hours? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Make business plans. <laughs> it's got to be almost yet a nice job if you got something else in your mind. You can do other things while it's you're doing It's a nice it. job because two weeks into it, the guy, he told me when he hired me, don't ever lie to me, don't ever steal from me. And two weeks into it, he said, you don't smoke pot, do you? And I said, yeah, all the time, every day. And he just never said anything about it. And I called my wife and I said, I'm going to have to find a new job. I don't think this one's going to work out. And they just never said anything about it. Well, you don't do it on the job, do you? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I yeah, mean, all the time, every day. But, but, it's the well, only thing to do. Well, Most of my customers know not to come between 415 and 425. Because the office is going to be fucking closed. Because I go uh, out back and get hot at 420. You're so corny. <laughs> it's, it's, there's nothing else to do. I get off at 5 o'clock. So if I go out back, it, it doesn't necessarily... Uh, obviously, 420 is a popular number with potheads. But it has more to do with if I go outside and I go... That was, a, that was a get em level of a joke right there, wasn't it? What's that? The 420 joke? No, that's not a that's joke. That's not even this a is, joke. This is real life. What? That pothead smoke at 420. I closed the office. This is not a joke. I closed the uh, office would, and get but high. But you adhere to something so corny? No, no, no. I do it because I get off at 5, so if I go out back and I get high at between 420 and 425, <clears> then I generally stay high until 5, and that's when I get to go home. What's, and so what is it, what's an average day like, though, for uh, a guy who works at a storage unit? Hellish. <laughs> you know, One word, like, hellish. You get there at what time? I get there at 8. I leave... At five? five. That's a yeah. long day. Oh, it's That's a long brutal. day, man. It's brutal, Is man. Is it air conditioned? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, and they have internet. It, well, it's, it's, they do have internet. And have they throttled your internet they since, don't do you're, a God, like, since you're watching so much I left once because shit. they fucking gave me too much shit. Like, that was literally on the resignation How many letter. employees at this at this Me. Point? <laughs> people who own it. <laughs> Just it's me. like a mom and pop place. You there told used me, right? to be other people. They had a computer guy. They had a camera guy. They had another secretary. And now I'm all of those things. They had a rental property guy. They had like. So what does a basic day entail if you're working from eight to five? Yeah, you get there at eight. I, I'll sit there for about two hours generally and drink coffee and watch um, whatever like Game of Thrones on Monday. Feel, I'll watch in the morning. Do you feel your Cheating yourself, though? And yes, absolutely, 100%. That's why I'm here. Please, God, go to badboardy.com. Please. Please. I fucking need you. But what, isn't it a free podcast, though? Yeah. So what, so even if... Well, I've, got, I've got some ads on the website. Oh, you got some... Oh, you got... Um, I haven't done, like... He's got some Audible going on. Do you have Audible yet? No. I, I always How said... How does Chris Ladondo get Audible? I don't know. I think pretty much a homeless guy can call Audible and be like, hey, and they're like, so fucking free book. If I, if I were you, I'd put that on the business plan. <laughs> Someone Get said audible. To me, on, on, and, this, and maybe it's because I've stolen everybody else. If one person goes to the Brian Maxwell Audible, whatever, then that's one person who can't go to the Tell Em Steve Dave Audible and download the audiobook that I give an amazing performance. Wait a minute, wait a minute. So you're, you're, so, you're, so you're thinking you're, it's a conflict of interest if you get an Audible ad? Yes. But it's not a conflict of interest to get um, every guy, every other <laughs> person who's involved in art? Not how at all. That, how could that possibly be a conflict of interest if you did an Audible ad? You could do an Audible ad on your pod promoting your your work in, the, in that book. I mean, I guess... 
I always but, said I was never going to do any you ads could do on it. Maxwell's house. And you I look could on do your it. business plan because I was the first <laughs> one. I'd be like, I should get ads that pay me. Well, what you could do is you could do the Audible ad, but just give them the tell them the T E S D little tag at the end. <laughs> That's a valid point. What I've done and how how I've made like I'm let's not get it. I did make I've made money with the site since okay. it went up. I've got what I would call very significant donations. I've got some Maxwell's House posters on eBay for ten bucks. Me and the kids and the wife sign them all, send them out. Cost you like fucking four bucks because it cost me six bucks for tubes and shipping and all this bullshit. So it's a little bit at a time. And what I need is to pay for the website. I need to pay for uh, new microphones. I need a fucking Zoom H6. These are the things that I would like to have so I can start really. Like when I did the man on the streets for Tell Him Steve Dave, the audio is fucking horrible. I hate it. But I can't strap a, a 17 inch laptop in a fucking uh-huh. M box and like I have to use my shit fucking phone and you're moving it back and forth and shit. So I would like to. to I don't know. You, you know what the uh, the zoom. Uh, hold on a second. I'll get it. I'll give the um, since I do help us out. I'll give the model number of this little this little thing they sent me. It's actually. Work, do you have an iPhone? Yeah. It works real well with an iPhone. Oh no shit. You didn't see there? Go this ahead. fucking drive paid off already. <laughs> Go ahead. But there have been uh, several people, tell them Steve Dave, loyalists. You, if I called them out by name, you would know them. And they've been there since day one. And the second that I said, because I don't know if I told you guys, but I, did, I told the job that I've been at for eight years that is steady money. I threatened to kick their son's ass in front of them, and they didn't fire me. <laughs> like, I, like, the only way for me to lose this job... Is to fucking leave it. I did once because there's just, there's too much bullshit. They wanted to do these U-Haul trucks, and oh, I told them I'm not going to. You're telling me there's there's too much politics in a in an in a establishment that only has one employee. There's too much <laughs> politics in an establishment. What the fuck are you arguing with? <laughs> the, the guy that owns the place, the chair guy, gives me, he gives me a lot of free will. To do whatever I want because I make them a shitload of fucking money. How do you make them money? Because I know the story. <laughs> He's burying bodies. And- <laughs> how do you know? How do you make the money though? Uh, well, I mean, the, the, hey, the, yeah, the only way you can make the, the money boring, is if you build more units. No, the boring. No, absolutely not. <laughs> what I did is instead of sending out <laughs> late notices, <laughs> instead of sending out late notices at ten days, I started until I waited until eighty. Because if you wait. 80 days to send a late notice because it's in our contract. We don't send you a bill. We don't send you a notice. If you wait 80 days, that's $20 late fee, $20 late fee, $25 late fee. That's 20, 20, and 25. So that's money off the top that these people are going to pay every three months. I raised the prices. I went around. Well, to- you just, you're a, you're a, you're a, conf, you're a conflicting. Because I don't give a about shit about those people. You're just saying how, how, how sad it was. That it is sad, but that's not my fucking job. The fucking help. My job is to make as much money as possible. For that, I'm sure guys come in off the streets all the time with their sad fucking my dad loves Superman stories. But that ain't gonna bring down the price of a kick-ass Superman statue. Keep you, your have fucking you watched Comic Book Man? <laughs> yeah, it's have all you real. Watched it? it happens all the time. I don't believe that shit for a second. It's, I believe that uh, you want to, you want the people to Storm love Wars you. Wars may be fake. Comic Book Man is genuine, 100%. <laughs> all I know... Is that so you, so you, we're great babysitters? Yeah. <laughs> Gene Simmons is an awesome dude. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but you're telling me so you'll send out late notices 
to at the last, at the last minute is so they'll pay him. When hey. they built that place, I wasn't there. That's such a dickhead move. <laughs> hey, it's, it is what it is. The thing is, when I... So they didn't think of this me, until you started working No, here? not at all. I, they, they, when they built the place, I came in like nine months later, and it's just been me. They had the... 20- well, the place is, rel- is built only eight years ago, too. Yeah, eight and a half, nine years ago, yeah. Um, they, they had a $20,000 a year camera repair bill. Now that's just my salary. They had a twenty thousand dollar a year computer. They had so a guy, they had a guy that they their cameras. I do everything: yeah. cameras, computers, networks, everything. I do their. Where the, the, I do their self assessments. Is there a camera in every unit? No, 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 no. Um, we don't do alarmed units or anything like that. It's, it's real fucking bare bones. It's, yeah, it's right outside Nashville. <laughs> so I mean, it's not, it's it kind of is, but not really because this hipster movement is happening. See, I would have thought right so. Now. There's no famous. Uh, so famous, like maybe some musicians from the Nashville? most famous person that I ever met was Taylor Swift's guitar player Paul Sadati. He was, but I knew that motherfucker storage. before. But fuck Taylor Swift and fuck him getting famous. He used to rent one of my biggest climate units for all his fucking guitars and shit, and then he fucking got like picked up with her, and he met this super hot chick, and that fucking chick shows up with him a week later with a plan to move all his shit out, and I ain't seen him in, in, in like forever. Well, maybe he moved. He did. He moved in with that fucking chick. He so, met a hot chick and fucking left me. Fuck Taylor Swift. She stole. She stole one hundred and sixty dollars a month from me. From your from your boss. Yeah, I feel like the, if I'm not making more money, then I can't ask for more money. I told my boss six years ago. Don't think when I started being the guy, I'm the only guy. I said, don't think of me as an employee that you pay. Think of me like Peyton Manning. I'm the quarterback of your motherfucking team. Who still couple hired of years, him? Yeah. Hey, every couple years. If you I'm, said if you, have a, you have a self confidence problem. You've come in and you said you're Jay Z. You've come in and said you're, you're Master Pete. P. <laughs> you've come in and said you're Peyton Manning. Yeah. Where where, where is this confidence? Uh, Do you know what a confidence problem is? The confidence level <laughs> happens in the car on the ride home when I'm fucking read. Like what did I say? Oh, I suck. Everybody that's listening to that is gonna fucking hate it. Um, it's it's very much on the other side of it. It, it's not. I've never had a problem with walking into a place and owning the room. It's it's after that I as so self analysis. So in any way, shape, or form, compared to Peyton Manning, what do you do other than go in and drink coffee for two hours? Everything. I, like I said, I keep the cameras you Super going. Super I make. I make the, yeah, I fucking. I take you all the way to the big game and then blow it in the playoffs. I guess. And I guess Get I could have the big show. Without a great quarterback, no football team can operate. Right. The so way you're the great should. quarterback. I am the quarterback. I may not be a great quarterback, but I'm the quarterback of his team. And when a quarterback takes you from. Two and fourteen to fourteen and two. He wants to renegotiate so, so his you, contract. So you feel that you've you've raised your the place you're employed at from a two and fourteen record to what now you would consider yes. it's uh, it's up there with like the chain fifteen thousand a month to twenty nine thousand a month in it, the last it, three it, years. It sounds to me like he considers himself all by doing late notices. Late notices, the way that I do the auctions, I went around to every other storage jokes. unit within 40. The jokes make that much oh, of a difference? Fuck yeah, I get people going against each other. I fucking, there, I had one guy, I knew that they didn't like each other because they were regulars. That's what they do. They go to all these auctions and they bid against each other. So I, I'm coming in hot. 
on this one unit. I said, I'm not taking anywhere under 250 on this one. I know both of y'all know that. And I pointed at them and made eye contact. So instantly, they're already in the auction before they've even fucking bid on it. I know you two know. I've made it personal to them. So then the one guy bids the 250 and I pointed him and I said, big spender went to 250, which strokes the ego of the other guy who hates this fucking guy. And he goes 300. Now I've sold a, a $200 unit for a thousand fucking dollars. It's easy. Mm. But, how, but, but how many auctions you do a month? I only do four a year because it works out better money wise. <laughs> <that way. laughs> It works out better for your money. Wait, wait, for for units or for auctions? No, 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 for auctions. Every three months I have an auction. And the reason why, we've only got 333 units. There's other places in town that have 1,000. Is there a chain in in Tennessee like, like where you'd be like, you know what, I could go over to this storage unit if you don't give me a raise. Uh, oh, God, they, no. They There's no use, storage you know place I'm on the planet you know that's going to pay more than I'm making now. And granted, <laughs> it's not a lot. I make 13 bucks and some change an hour for how it shakes out over those 46 hours. Uh, it's good money for what I do, but it's not good money. But it's it's the ceiling. And it's why I fucking, I've decided that like I don't want to sit at that desk the rest of my life. I could do it and I could pay my house off in my car. I've got everything I ever need out of life. Like you fucking I can quit my job right now and hustle my way to paying that fucking house note. <laughs> I used to pay rent way more than that without a job. I don't fucking need a 13 hour uh, $13 an hour job. What I needed was a place that I was happy getting up and going to. And that's what it was. They let me smoke pot. They let me watch Netflix. They let me lose my shit every once in a while and not hold it against me. It sounds like like me working for Kevin back in the day. Yeah, and, and, and in turn, I, you, I'm pretty sure. Well, I don't know. I'm pretty sure. Fucking holes in the fucking shit off day one. I'm trying to make money. I'm not going in the negative, setting up the fucking store. But I'm pretty sure when Peyton was drafted, he never said he was going to do any. He never said he was going to smoke pot or watch uh, Netflix. Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> It does sound though like he he is the quarterback, he is the linebacker, he is the fullback, he is the the ball inflator. He's like, yeah, he's I, I asked myself to take fucking air out of the ball, snuck off, took it out, said thanks, Mister Mexley. Everything, and that's what they expect out of me. They I answer the phones after hours. I I do their rental properties. You forward it to your own. Oh yeah, yeah all to hear. I'm still getting them on vacation. I just changed my voice. I never would have. I never would have done it before. I never would have left. I didn't even request time off. I told him I'm leaving, and this is when I'm going to be gone. Have you ever found anything interesting? You know, like I know in Nevada they found like a, a corpse in a barrel. The only thing that we've had that wasn't like, hey, here's a string of pearls in this fucking like there was a unit that was just all <laughs> trash, trash, junk, but it had a big ass one of those old style TVs. And normally people don't buy them, but this guy was like, I need one for my garage or whatever. So he paid me 25 bucks for the whole unit. And maybe 20 minutes later, he comes in holding this little pink change purse that like the white trashiest trailer park kid would have. It's like pink with like rhinestones and shit on it. It's not, that, it's not it that like that, uh, the that little rubber one that looks like guy. a football. Like you squeeze it, right? <laughs> yeah. And it fucking, he, he takes it and he, ups, and he pulls out a string of pearls, a legit pearl necklace this little trashy girl had stole a fucking pearl necklace from somebody and then tucked it away in the storage unit that her parents never made one payment on they owed like 185 bucks that string of pearls was worth like 400 
So that happened. Now, another time I just got high, and I was sitting in the office, and it was just totally reeking of pot. And I get a knock on the back door. We have a front door and a back door. The back door is employees only. It's always locked. So the guy's banging, and I'm very lazy. So you know it's not an employee since you're the only one. Right, right. And I'm not going back there because people bang on the door all the fucking time. I don't give a shit. Like, they'll bang on it. Even if I see them, I'll go, I'll do this. I'll do the go around. I'm not fucking walking back there. You can read the door. It says no employees. So the guy's banging. Like, like the fucking police. He's just banging on the fucking door. So I go back there to fucking yell at him, and it's the police. Hmm. Now, you have to have a code to get into the gate. There's no reason that this guy should have been able to get back there. So I unlock the door, and it's not just the police, the local police. It's the FBI, the TBI, all these motherfuckers in undercover cars. They're, I just swarm the whole place. They V at the top of our parking lot with their bumpers so no one can come in or out. And instantly I'm thinking, holy fuck, what did I do that they've now found out about? Like, Because I've done a lot of fucking shit that I, I don't worry about because it's been seven years since I've done any. Like I had the wife and the kids, I stopped doing crazy shit. So all my felonies have met their limitations or whatever. Then I started thinking, man, what if I'm an idiot and I did something that has no statute of limitations and these motherfuckers just swarmed on me. I smell like weed. It's fucking just, oh my God, heart just beating out of my fucking chest. I'm sweating and shit. I've got weed in my desk and it's just sitting there. And I know I didn't fucking like hide it or anything because I just went back to yell at a customer and the guy says, uh, we need you to take us to unit D9, which is one of our biggest units. And I knew the guy that had rented it because the first day that he walked in, I told the owners, that guy sells cocaine. Because <laughs> there was a point in my life where I did cocaine, and I know what cocaine dealers look like. Dead giveaway is the stack of cash. I don't know why cocaine dealers in the South love to carry around the stack of cash with the rubber band around it. But they have this big stack of cash, and they'll set it on the counter. And then they'll, like, rip off 100 bucks of their 10000 <laughs> in 20s, and it was about three months later, and I cut the lock for him. He had given them all their, his code and shit as part of his plea deal, and inside that unit that was this close to coming to auction, because he'd been in jail for months. You know how long it takes to work out deals with police and things like that? So they uh, cracked the lock, they open it up, and there is a Porsche Carrera, I think. And they roll it out, and I'm like, holy fuck. You didn't fuck. know it was in there? No, not at all. How did you not know? It's, we don't look at them unless, until we pop the lock, uh, we don't know, and we don't pop the lock. Until but you didn't see the, you didn't check the camera? How the fuck did you get a portion there? You had well, to get no, I didn't check the camera. I mean, fuck, you'd have to check 24 hours. You don't? No, God, no. You just don't like fast forward it to make no, sure. No, I'm assuming it's an outdoor unit, because it how, is, the, yeah. Yeah, how yeah, could yeah. you get one inside? Yeah, outside. We have inside, and we have outside, and... I was, it's a stolen Porsche. You, you th- obviously, and they roll it out, and I'm fascinated that this stolen Porsche could have got auctioned. How much money would we have got? What happens to the guy who gets it? Like, do you get to keep the Porsche? <laughs> you got all kinds fucking of fucking night rider calling you. Tell Kit to shut the fuck up. I'm telling a story. <laughs> um, so they roll the the Porsche out, and they start ripping. <laughs> The uh, the doors off the sheet metal. They're ripping it like not even trying to get it 
comfortably. Like they're ripping it off. And sure as shit, man, the the two left doors just blocks keys of cocaine. And then in the right doors, just blocks of wrapped up saran wrap stacks of hundred dollar bills. There was probably ten keys of coke and a hundred thousand dollars in that car. Was there a party that's like, God damn it, I wish I had Every single it. part of me? Yeah. I could have just taken a key of the cocaine. And then somebody asked me, not the money? I was like, no, they got serial numbers. <laughs> I don't give a shit about the well, money. What would you do with the coke, though? I could move that key of coke and I know. Whoa, whoa. Um, yeah, well, if I get, I'd sell it. Let's be honest. Where's if you get caught, though? No, not at all. I've got a guy I can call right now and move He is confident. Wow. A key of Coke in a heartbeat because here's the problem with people who well, find. You a, got a stack of $25,000. You got a fucking wrapped up fucking plastic, in plastic thing of Coke. There, there's a no brainer choice even, in that equation, even, right? It's not even that a, 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 a second. That not be trailed. Money, that's how you get caught. I had an uncle who robbed banks. You know, how you get, get caught, caught trying to sell a kid? How did you get caught selling the no, coke, no, though? No, no, it's, it's, and I mean, uh, fucking pulling back the goddamn curtain on, on, on my life. I know a guy that I could, if let's say the street value of that key of cocaine is $10,000. I can call him right now and go give me 5000 for it. And he will mm. do it. Okay. And that's, <laughs> that's because he knows he's going to take that and he's going to make... $20,000 with it. The problem with people who find things that they don't know how to move, like say you find a bunch of drugs and you don't know what to do with it, and then you Google and you find out that the street value of that key of cocaine you have is $10,000, and you go, all right, I'm going to make $10,000. No, right. I'm going to offer you a price that's too... That dude might not even want a key of coke, but it's half price. He's got to take it. And, and and I know that guy. When you buy drugs, if if weed was legal in this country, I wouldn't know that guy because I never would have went to jail and I never would have met him. I wouldn't have been in a cell with him. Uh, it's it's the fucking it's Johnny Depp. I went into jail with a fucking George, uh, a minor. A, a and, George and, Jones. And there you go. Like like that doesn't he doesn't become that guy unless he gets locked up for weed. I remember uh, when we played hockey up in. Uh, uh, Madawan or wherever it was, Edison. And I believe it was the first time I met you. And you were unbelievably open yeah, about, about like, uh, like so much so, like my head was reeling when I left about like the, the, the talk of, of jail and um, what you had done and how you got kind of set up for like the second uh, yeah, yeah. L- like uh, the the second pot thing. Yeah. You know? like, I've been set up. I've been – I failed a drug test that I didn't fail. The one time in my life that I did probation the way it was supposed to go, I paid those motherfuckers $4,500. I stopped smoking pot for a year and absolutely cut off everybody in my life. I was the most horrible and depressed person <laughs> on the planet. This is very fucking personal. I'm opening up my soul to Walt here, and his goddamn phone is blinking like he's this, this literally at is, the fucking club over here. Is more notifications and more different notifications, I think, than every other show combined. Yeah. I didn't even know that that goddamn thing made that many sounds. Everyone's got a different sound. Uh, what the fuck was I talking about? Uh, the uh, set, up. set up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, the setup was different. That was my cousin. He fucked me over on that one. This was probation. I got caught for pot. And what they do is they go in and they go, all right, you don't have to go to jail. 
we're going to give you 11 months and 29 days of probation. Now, when you're young like me, you go, oh, I don't have to go to jail? This is amazing. Sign me up. And then you have to pay them all this money. You have to go in every week. You have to piss in a cup. I never stopped smoking pot, never paid them. So I would go to jail 30 days here, 90 days there. And then it just got to the point, like the first time I went, I cried. The second time I went, I was upset. The third time I had to go, and you know, it's, fuck, I know who's going to be there. I know what to expect. It, the first time that I went was absolutely horrible because I had no idea. It's like you go to a job for the first time. It's, it's terrible because you don't fucking know what to expect. Once I knew what to expect... Like, oh, if a job, people. at least you get to go home at the end of the day. <laughs> I guess that's true. The first, well, the first place I was locked up was... Um, well, I guess I did go to the other place. I did a couple days at a the horrible, horrible prison. But the, most of the time that I did for the probation stuff was at a place called the workhouse where you would go out during the day and you'd work. I, was, I fucking hated it. Like I said, I was super lazy. So I went out and like the first job I got, I purposely got sunburned. So I could fucking, so I could fucking not have to go out again, and then I just sort of played that off into a. Uh, I got what they call the block rep job. If, I, if you get I politicked my way around the place, and essentially I got a good day for every day I was there for mopping up. If you get sunburned badly enough, they'll now they'll, they can't send you back out because uh, it's fucking dangerous or whatever. Gotcha. It's kind of like the guy that like you break your leg to get out of the Marines because you really didn't want to be in the Marines. You just got tricked into it. Right. But I'm not that guy. Like I get nice. A slight sunburn I knew would be enough, and not for nothing. I could fucking sell a ketchup popsicle to a Eskimo in white gloves. I'm very good at convincing people to do things that they probably shouldn't do or believe things that shouldn't be believed. Like I want to tell them Steve Dave. <laughs> I get that a lot. My whole life, and I think it has to do with the honesty. No one expects you to be that honest, and it wasn't always that way. I was a filthy fucking liar. Filthy liar. And I got locked up, and it was just this epiphany that I'd had. Tabby was pregnant, and I had... This was stemming from the failed drug test that I didn't fucking fail. When they told me I failed it, I knew that a cop was on the way. She said, stay right here. They're coming to get you. And I just ran. Bounced out of that fucking place. Ran into the woods. And for two years, I used my brother's name. I used different social security numbers. One cop almost got me. But I used, my uncle is drunk, and he's at a bar right now. And if I don't go get him, he's going to drive drunk. And the guy was like, all right, just, just fucking go get him, but you, you need to carry your ID with you. Because I didn't have a license, couldn't carry it with me. It said right. who I was. So I, it's all these things, I had fucking beaten the cops for like two years. I met a guy in MS-13 who used the same philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it... The thing is, it's, it's like some people with their, their tags on their car, the, the license plate tag, they just let it run out. And then they'll drive around until they get caught. Could be a day. Could be nine months. Like that Mormon guy. Who- <laughs> if, it's, if it's only a day, then it didn't do you any good. But if you can wait nine months, you just saved yourself nine fucking months. But it's it's just some people uh, uh, have that. And I was I was locked up. I turned myself in, probably the sickest feeling I've ever had. Like, I got told that my dad died by a guard in jail, and that's the second sickest feeling I've ever had. The sickest feeling I've ever had in my stomach was having to go to that jail, walk in, and and say, literally say, my name is Brian Maxwell, you've been looking for me for two years, I'm here to go to jail. Because this was a place, they call it 940, 23 hours a day lockdown, always in a concrete room, you do not see the outside. Everything there smells like bleach and ass. 
Did you do you have a, a bunk mate or it's just you? Yes. And cell? Okay. Um, no, I've never been to 940 once where I didn't have at least one celly, is what they call them. Celly, yeah. yeah. That's um, what my cousin, my cousin yeah, went. To I go. had a guy who stabbed a cop in the stomach three times that uh, um, I spent some time with. I had a guy who molested like fucking 40 children. That now, I was did with. you want to beat him? I mean, um, obviously you would. Yes, yeah. I, I did. But the the reason that I was with him for those three days was because I got into a fight. Uh, Tabby had cut her throat on a carrot or something. And there was this one cocksucker that would always come out of his fucking cell. Because there's only two phones in the whole goddamn place. And I was as far from that fucking phone as you could get. And there's all these rules about what you're supposed to do with the phone. Nobody does. Fuck, nobody does it. The guards aren't even down there with you. They're up above, and like like they, they probably a good five minutes go by before a guard could ever get in there. Whatever a motherfucker's plotting on you, you got to stop that shit for at least five minutes before you can get help from a fucking guard. Right. And I was pretty to myself and whatnot. I didn't get too loud. I knew not to take shit, not to give shit. Very, you know, but I'd seen Oz enough times to know that I didn't want to fuck with Adam BZ. Or that super fucking racist guy. <laughs> I didn't want to be Beecher. Schillinger, so I yeah. tried. Yeah, I, I didn't want to be that. So I, and those guys are there. Like the white power guys, like four or five of them are in the same block. And those motherfuckers are facing uh, the penitentiary. They have to go there for their transition. So they may, they, they may very well have just murdered somebody or blown up a black church. And they're just there for 30 days waiting to get transferred to the penitentiary. Right. And that's on the third floor. And that's where I was at because I was waiting to go to court. Or I was uh, waiting to be processed up to the fourth floor. You have to stay on the third floor for anywhere from two to three weeks. And that's where all the intake comes in. I saw a guy get his fucking eye pulled out. It was goddamn gnarly. But it was terrifying. <laughs> and the fucking... Um, I was there, and Tabby cut her throat on the carrot and whatnot, and they put me in max. you, you got to explain this. <laughs> this is the second time you said, how does someone cut their throat on a carrot? I don't, she was just eating it, and on the inside of her throat, it like cut the inside. Oh, okay. She doesn't okay. fucking eat carrots anymore. I it didn't wasn't know. like she shaved one down and like slit her throat with it. That's, I thought maybe <laughs> she was like trying to sneak it into jail, like a shank, like a carrot shank. I don't, I don't, she probably wouldn't have cut her throat. Yeah. <laughs> There's ways to get... I've smoked cigarettes that were up in a grown man's asshole at some point, so... There's there's plenty of drugs and cigarettes and things in prison, and that's how. Have they you get ever in smoked there. a cigarette in your life? Uh, I, uh, I had a, a toke of a cigarette once. Right. Yeah. Probably not out of a dude's f- asshole. No, no. Okay. Back, it made you sick enough as yeah. it was. You would kind of think that that would be the point because I haven't smoked cigarettes in a long time, and the point that I quit was my son wanted to take karate lessons, and I couldn't afford it, but I did the math, and my Newport cost was roughly the cost of his karate. So I just fucking quit. So for doing something for my son, I'm good with. But if you tell me, hey, this came out of my ass, that is not going to fucking deter me one bit. It's wrapped up in electrical Why, why doesn't it? I, I don't know. Man. Yeah, what's wrong with you, basically? I just made a lot of fast food. I seriously doubt that the electrical tape that came off of that tobacco is any worse than a double cheeseburger that's made by a fucking 15-year-old kid that gets paid seven bucks an hour. Everybody at this table's ate some boogers and some snot and some hair because no one that works at McDonald's fucking cares. They hate you for showing up. If no one showed up that entire day and they didn't have to make a single burger, they would still hate their fucking job. 
But you're lined up into the goddamn street wanting to special order everything under the fucking sun. This is a teenager that gets paid money they probably don't even need. They're only there to pass the fucking time. So they're like, ah, I'm going to put a booger in this fucker's burger. Now, did you uh, did you have to join any sort of uh, group or gang? Like, I always figure if I went to prison, I would have to probably pretend I was a white power kind of guy. The only group who that else, I joined was AA, me? and I did that to get time off. Yeah, I went and told them that I was addicted to marijuana. <laughs> and the whole time, all I could fucking think is that scene from Half Baked. You're not. He's like, you in here for some marijuana? <laughs> are you Are you not addicted to it? No, not at all. I use it as a medicine, but just like with that year, if I have to, if I have to not smoke pot, I can not smoke pot. I'm just going to be grumpier. How long? What's the longest you ever gone without smoking it? That year. A full year? Oh yeah. A year. You were in jail though. That was literally the. No, I smoked pot plenty in jail. <laughs> this was to try to not go to jail. Uh-oh. I had plenty of weed in jail, which was a lot. I, had, I could I could make three way calls. Which is where you, you, you take the phone and then you call your house and then they'll call another number that's blocked from the jail phones. And I could get um, like a tray. You talk about a cheeseburger tray. You could get a couple items on that. I, I have a very twisted fucking sense of how commerce and uh, um, trade and things like that work because my entire 18 to 25 Lifetime, like that growing into an adult, I spent bargaining with bags of chips and cheeseburgers, packs of Kool-Aid, a pack of Raymond noodles. You had to know who wanted what and what they were willing to give you. that in jail? Yeah, in jail, yeah. It's, 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 it's how that whole Ryan thing started. Somebody asked me once, was it worth it for $250 to throw away a friendship? I said, it wouldn't have mattered if it was $2. That's not the fucking point. I fought a guy over a honey bun. The point is, is you took something. Uh, who hasn't? That, <laughs> yeah. that, you They're took delicious. something that I earned. <laughs> like, I, I made that. I did that. And anything, I fucking had to fight and scratch for everything I've ever had in this world. Everything. And I'm not, I don't want a pity party. I don't want anything like, but I fucking. Well, certainly not the team that's producing uh, Maxwell's house. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, I had to send them a direct message. <laughs> That's true. <All> right. <laughs> Not for nothing, man. Really, and the MeUndies commercials, too. It, they wouldn't be what they are without Declan and Jay Sarge. I couldn't... I can't do whatever it is that, that Declan does. I can edit audio and I can add in sound effects, but that guy has the mind for that, that, that background noise and whatnot. And um, he did. He 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 has enhanced what I what I, I like. No doubt about it. And it's all from Tell Him Steve Day. But I mean, let's be honest. I don't have a podcast if it's not for Tell Him Steve Day. When Ryan and I started, we had the Kevin Smith message board crowd. It wasn't until that you fuck Goofy Richard episode where it where it tore our uh, relationship yeah, yeah. apart. That like like we went from a hundred to ten thousand overnight. And even when I went away, I was talking to Walt about this earlier. Even when I went away, because um, I, I fight depression and all that bullshit, you know. Uh, I take Zoloffs and whatnot to try not to fucking be crazy. But there were people not waiting, like with open arms, like when is Maxwell going to come back? But when I came back to uh, the internet or whatever, to Twitter, and I said, I'm, I've got a new show, instantly 100 people downloaded it. Those 100 people 
are tell them Steve Dave people. And they never, not only gave, like, they didn't give up on me. They would send messages of encouragement and shit. Like, we believe in you. We think what you're doing is good. No way it's going to be bad if Maxwell's doing it. And that, that shit, the people who are listening to this right now uh, give me uh, uh, that confidence that I was talking about earlier. Seeing them at all these shows around Nashville when the Impractical Jokers come or I'll go see a comedian, there's a lot of Tell Them Steve Dave fans around that area. They'll drive up from Alabama and shit. And I, and I know these people now. And, and they've always, always had a handout um, anytime I was down. Anytime something was wrong with the kids, not that they were sending money or anything, but just these positive thoughts and vibes. And there aren't words that can express how much that means to me because there's not much in this world that uh, I don't take for granted. And the people who download and listen to my show and have ever sent me a message like, hey, man, I know your kids have autism. I know that's tough. You know, good luck with that. Anything like that. That is, that's my lifeblood. That's what makes me want to get up in the morning and fucking do all that goddamn recording and editing. I want to make money, I do. But there's something to be said about having uh, this format or this medium where I can at any time pop a microphone in front of my face and get all of this bullshit off of my chest and put it out there into the world. And I haven't hit that point yet where I have all these fucking just asshole haters and shit on Twitter. And I'm a little bit nervous about how I'm going to be able to handle that when it comes. I'm sure it's going to. I have no doubts that I'm going to get four or five messages about this podcast and how I ruined it. And <laughs> Quinn should have been here. And Gidham's better than you. And you're a fucking piece of shit. So I'm not sure how I'm going to deal with bro, that side you, of it. Bro, you went to jail, though. Who, what could anybody possibly say that could ever bother you? You smoked a butt, butthole cigarette. <laughs> when you think about like well, all that you're talking about here. That's the thing is there's with, not, much, how, there's how not that? much that you can say. But tell me I'm not funny. And you will destroy my world. I don't know why. Why? I don't know. I can't tell you. I don't know. I can relate to it's that. Always, <laughs> it's always been that. Even in school, like nothing yeah, can faze me. Not a teacher, not principals. I would get paddlings. My dad used to fucking beat the shit out of me. None of that ever fazed me. But one time, I was in class, and I was just class clowning, and the teacher just made it a point to let me and everybody in there know that I wasn't funny. You're not funny. You think you're funny, but you're not funny. And oh, I, see, that wouldn't bother me the, because the, I would just have no respect for their opinion. But like, like the, the the problem was is that I did respect his opinion because he was this one teacher that would like joke back and forth. He would let us what we call snap on each other in class, like with filthy language and everything. He had this really black fucking fake hair color. <laughs> so you and thought he had your back, and then suddenly- I did, and then it's like he's like, you know, you've been in here all this time, but you're not funny. And I didn't, I had nothing. I had nothing. Fucked me up for weeks. For weeks. <laughs> if somebody, if somebody, and nobody did, uh, but if someone would have sent me a, a message and it was like, I hated that MeUndies commercial. I don't know why they use you. I fucking hate you. That would probably, that would destroy me. That That's insane. Yeah, it is. And people say stuff like, well, why is it? Like, I don't, I didn't pick it. I didn't choose to have this fucking brain. 
I would love to not be able to have a horrible thought that makes no sense. And, and you are opening up. There. You are opening yourself up to trolls to fucking yeah. be like, you suck on funny motherfucker. <laughs> so now, now you're gonna. Well, have it's, to, it's, it's gonna happen. This as soon as this episode hits, there's gonna be people who hate me. It's just the way it is because now they know me. Hey, here's this guy. I hate him. So I knew it was gonna happen. Uh, so man, I don't know. Maybe it's just fucking putting it out there. At first, like, like I'm just I'm not gonna respond to any hateful stuff. I don't think or, you, you, or negativity. But like, then I say that, and it's so fucking hard. I can't even fucking ignore something that somebody says to you on Twitter without <laughs> goddamn getting mad about it. Like, how am I gonna be able to? I'm just gonna have to quit the internet. You oh fucking, yeah, fuck, I fucked yeah, it all up. I, now. I think that uh, I think that is That's possibly the best. Um, Should have never went to that goddamn Reddit board. <laughs> But there's, I mean, I, I certainly wouldn't have, I mean, I'm a different mindset. I, I think I have more, it would bother me more if even the word is bother, if like someone would be like, oh, he can't, he's horrible artist. But it wouldn't, but it would never make me be like, well, I'm not going to do it or I'm, or I'm going to be devastated. I would never allow um, that Oh, yeah, the, the, of the opinion of a, of a stranger would definitely not, uh, to, to destroy I went be, to a that, therapist. That's giving him way too much power. Yeah. When I was young, I went to a therapist for like three weeks, and he came to the conclusion that my grandmother on my father's side had a lot to do with um, that I had this confidence issue. She used to tell me all the time that I was the dumbest grandkid, that I was fucking stupid, I was never going to amount to anything. Uh, and fucking now come to think of it, fuck, maybe she did fuck me up. She always laughed at my jokes. It's the only time she ever loved me was when I was funny, so maybe that is what it is. She fucked me up, man. <laughs> fucking Mamma Max well, really put the she strings to me, She buddy. purposely led you down that yeah. fucking primrose path. I'm going to give him the depressed comedy path. <laughs> <laughs> but do you want true three for this guy, Walt? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think we have no choice. Yeah. <laughs> This Let's is, this is dwarfing one. fucking uh, making hay. Yeah. <laughs> Don't fuck around and ask me a question. Don't let me have a seat at the table. We'll be in there all night. Hey, this is Walt from Tell Him Steve Dave. I'm here with my good friend, Get Him Steve Dave, fan favorite of the audience. <laughs> That's really uh, going south, Get Him. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen some of the, uh, uh, yeah. some of the posts? Definitely. You really fucked up last yeah. week. Yeah, I did. Uh, I'm giving you a chance to redeem yourself okay. with this ad. Okay. I want you to spice up this ad okay. and win back the Tell Him Steve Dave audience with uh, this FanDuel read. Okay, so you want me to talk about how... Um... Have you, ever, have you ever, what, ever placed a real bet? With uh, a bookie or with a legitimate, uh, like... At the, at the racetrack is about the best I've done. It's the only bet you ever yeah. placed? Yeah. Okay. Right. I didn't even bet on the Kentucky Dirt, uh, the Belmont Stakes the other day, but... All right. Yeah. Well, I was hoping that there was some, like, really great story about you, you know, trying to, you know, maybe possibly have some video out looking to break your legs or something. No, well, we did, um, uh, one uh, year we bet on the, um, what was it, the, um, the Celebrity Deathmatch on MTV during the Super Bowl halftime. And we bet on it in, in my house. And my mother's girlfriend's boyfriend was running it. <laughs> Wait a minute, your mother's girlfriend has a boyfriend? My mother's girlfriend's daughter's boyfriend. Oh, okay. And I was like, wow, that's an open relationship, get him. <laughs> I forgot about that link. So he, he ran this the betting thing, and so we bet on uh, who was going to win. And it turned out that nobody won because it was um, they both killed each other, and it was a push. So he insisted on keeping the money. 
and it caused a little bit of a riff for about a month in the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So betting on Celebrity Death Duel on MTV, yeah. uh, that's not a way to win the, uh, no. the hearts and minds of the Tell Them Steve audience, yeah. so just read. But read I, think, the, uh, I think one way to really win, just like Ryan S. from Ontario, Canada, is by going to FanDuel.com. You know, he turned 5 bucks into $10,000 in just one night on FanDuel, from what I understand. So, Very good. Good. Read the read the rest. Uh, FanDuel is home to more winners than any other daily fantasy site. Uh, you can join over one million people who have already won cash. It's cash money. So I mean, all you have to do is go to FanDuel.com and click on the microphone in the upper corner, and it's the upper right hand corner, and use the code TESD and sign up right now. And a special offer just for new users: for every dollar you deposit. FanDuel will match it with up to 200 bucks that gets earned as you play. That's a bonus of up to $200. Offers, but the offer is only good for the first 50 people that use the code TESD. Don't forget to use the code TESD. So what do you think? I mean, that was a pretty good read, right? I thought, I thought I think, so. I mean, that, that redeems yourself from yeah, because I didn't people were really hate on you. Yeah, because I, I didn't embarrass myself by claiming I was a fan of some sport that apparently I'm not a bigger, big enough fan of. When you can't name a current player on the roster and you can't name the current coach, you have no business calling yourself. I, a I fan. at least got the NFL commissioner right. All right. Yeah. Um, I promise. Uh, tell him, Steve Dave. This is the last appearance of Get Him, Steve Dave, for at least a month. Because uh, we got we already banked some shows, so it's guaranteed uh, this is the last get them spot for uh, at least until the middle of uh, the summer. Okay, I'm sure that'll make the fans happy. And Brian and Q, <laughs> uh, I think that they're they were had a little bit of too much of you as well as the okay. as well. All, All right. right, go to FanDuel. Thanks, get them. Um, it's funny because I wanted to ask you guys about, uh, especially I want to get your opinion. You ever hear of the show? It's a new show called The Briefcase. Never heard of it. You heard of it, Brian? The Briefcase. No, I have not. It's a show that's getting a lot of backlash. and um, Really? Yeah. And it's the show is about um, two struggling families that are picked. It's on CBS. Oh, this is a reality this show? It's a reality show. And it's about two families who are struggling to meet, to meet ends meet. To make ends meet. To okay. make ends meet. I fucking hate it and already. And one family is given a briefcase with $101,000 in it. Right. And then they are they are told that they can keep the money. They can give some of the money to another family who needs it. Um, or they can give all the money to the family that needs it. And before they make the decision, they, make the, they allow the family to go in, meet the other family, and then uh, they allow the family, to, this family who has the briefcase, to also go inside their house while that family's not there and see how they live. That's fucking horrible. Wow. Isn't that fucking that insane? That is so terrible. But, but the, the premise also is that the, the family – both families don't realize that they both have a briefcase of $101,000. Oh, that makes it so much worse. So you're you are allowing – You're making you're, it where those people have to make a judgment of a whether another judgment. family deserves <laughs> to have money. Do they deserve money Not more than one than they may They may rule against you and you may be like, you know what? They need it more than I do. So you give them your 100000 Then you find out like, holy shit, they fucking had the money too. Oh, wait. That's a scenario where they could keep all theirs and you could – I'd fucking kill them. But I'd like, murder that motherfucker. What do the producers – I know I haven't seen the show. I just was reading about it. But you know how, you know how television – is oh yes. <laughs> would sure the do. producers with no disdain at all? <laughs> would the producers want to see the most horrible 
for not reality TV. For re- yes. But what they want to see, uh, but no, not but not like they, they want. want uh, they want undercover to keep boss the money and someone else to no, give the money. I think that I think that they desperately want to be able to show the great side. Uh, I think they want to, but it doesn't. Sit. But they want to see you struggle before you come to that you decision. You can't fucking put on a show about people in the South who go to work every day. And, and fucking live normal lives. You have to show stupid hillbillies and right. big-ass trucks that get killed while they're mudding in the middle of the night. But before they make that decision to give some of the money up or give it all up, they definitely want to show you struggle with the decision. Absolutely. Oh, sure. There has to be some sort of drama there. Right, but... There should be a well, fucking rule the, that if you keep it all and they give you all the money, then you get double-fucked and all the 200000 goes back to the first family. I haven't seen an episode, but I'm going to go... I'm going to bet big bucks... That they would not allow a family to keep it all because they because they don't want to have that awful. They just wouldn't show that episode. They have to that, let them keep that, it. That light shine on them, but like, oh well, you know what? Here's what really happened, and you kept yours, and they gave you because it would be like, how do you? Because then, how do you find fault with that family who needed it though? The thing Why is, would you want to show them being being like keeping the money because they may need it though? The family that keeps that right. money, even right? though they needed it, yeah, yeah. There's it, no it, way it, to. There's no way other than to allow them to be kind and gracious. That's the only outcome that I think they want out of this show. You can't villainize them, right? Yeah. What a fucked up fucking well, the premise. Thing is, is that is a weird if, fucking if premise. If the one though. guy, let's say. Let's say it's 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 Brian and Brian, Brian with a Y and Brian with a nine. I've got a hundred grand and he's got a hundred grand, and he says this guy's got two kids with autism. He needs this money, and I, he fucking gives it to me. And then I go into his house and I'm like, ah, he's got a special needs child as well. I don't give a shit. I'm keeping the money, <laughs> so he's got nothing, and I've got two hundred thousand dollars. Instantly, when that episode airs, the guy with two hundred thousand dollars is a dead man. You can't go anywhere without being the piece of shit. Now that right. other family I, I, I is going to have a million dollars in the mail and fives and tens and money orders. But I don't You're, believe... The best thing that could happen to you is somebody taking all that money. No, but I don't believe that. I don't believe the producers want to produce a show like that. I believe they want to do Undercover Boss where everybody's fucking happy and everybody comes out looking like, smelling like roses. But it's the premise, though. It's the window of, like, showing someone's Moral, and that's the thing. Is uh, that you deserve how they money. come to that decision, though. You're it's fucking it's awful. the journey to the decision. You're forcing a needy person to to fuck over a needy person. Yes. Who's more needy, me or you? Now we have to figure out how it's, needy you are, as opposed to how needy I. I've seen so many compare it. To, it's the Hunger Games without the killing, yeah. though. I think instantly, I wouldn't even give a shit. I'd go half and half. I'd keep half, and I'd give them half, no matter what. If I know, but you're, but you, but you, who's not smart enough to realize there's something, something more is at play here. Like I would have you like, there's no, uh, there's it's, no way. It, it can't possibly be this simple, right? So you would, I would always err on like I'm going to be. I know this is horrible. I would always err on the side of being generous, just because I would think there's more to it than this. Well, and in the sense of, yeah, I'm going to get fucked over. And I, I always think of Joe Millionaire. Any show where a motherfucker comes in and he's like, all right, this is what it is, instantly I'm like, no, it's not. It can't be because no one's going to watch something that this is what it is. They want to watch a show where eight people are being fucking shown to be fools. They think this guy's got all this money and they're like, let's well, make them dance Well, there's at least some around. sort of like, twist. There's some right. sort of twist. There has to be. But have you seen, have you seen Undercover Boss? Yes. Uh, 
there's no way that's reality. Well, let me ask you a question. Do you think that's that just, undercover that, that bosses feels like, is really like you don't think that they specifically pick a guy that they right. know it's going to go saying, their It feels way. like it's produced by the Christian network. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, it feels like it couldn't possibly be be done by uh, this is like the I anti just assumed it was fake. Because the there's ant- no way that the CEO of fucking BFI Garbage Company can go out on a job with guys who pick up trash every fucking day. That hard, horrible, stinky job. And then this old man shows up, and he can't lift a goddamn bag, and he can't help you at all. And you're like, oh, it's okay, old white man. Let me right. help you with all these things. Bullshit! That's why I'm saying I don't – that's why I wonder if this show is, is real, but it's – just the premise is fucking – I think the realest, the yeah. realest reality show outside of comic book men, because I know the guys who make it, the realest reality show, if you saw it and you went, that is 100% real, at best it's 50-50. At best. And that's the one that you think is definitely 100% real. Which one's that? It's none of them. What about I'm cops? I'm saying, like, cops, well, cops isn't real either. And let me tell you why. Because that's not how cops act when a video camera isn't on them. <laughs> but the... But the, but the the things that happen while they're there the things are that real. Happen are real, but it instantly when you bring a camera into the situation right. and you point it at somebody, it's not reality anymore. They're making a television show. They want to make themselves look good. They want to make their city look good. They want to make the criminal look bad. They they don't want it to look like that. They don't care. They're all like, oh, crazy lady with a parrot who fucking calls us every fucking three weeks. To tell us that there's aliens coming from space, we'll spend 20 minutes talking to you today. No problem at all. That doesn't happen in real life. They don't even fucking go. That's why people call the police and they show up an hour later. You call a cop that's got a video fucking camera in the back seat. That dude's already there. He's waiting. They they definitely like. And I know a specific episode of Cops, and it's that crazy fucking parrot lady. You don't think that the, the, the producers showed up and went, hey, y'all have any crazy regulars that we can go visit? And they went, yeah, parrot lady. <laughs> we'll go fucking pay a visit to the crazy parrot lady. All right, let's do his, let's do his one true three. Okay. He told me he's been preparing for six years for this. It's been a long time. Wow, six ever, years. Ever since the cre- like, I always told myself the first time I heard the game, I will be on Tell Them Steve Day one day. This was before... I'd gotten sort of close with you guys and whatnot. I was just like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna be there, and I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna deliver the the greatest one true three that Since has ever ever been? ever been delivered. And then like Brian has the, you know, the the thing, the sex thing, and it changed it. My one true three had to change. There's, a, there's it had to be altered from Brian's. Yes. Brian upped the ante. Absolutely, yeah, man. I raised the bar as he always does. By lowering the bar. Absolutely. There's no reason why I should I be talking about it. So you're, you're, he told me also there's only one other person in the world who's, who only knows one. this. Only really? one before he tells it. Yeah, only one. We have to dust off the uh, the theme music, Declan. We have a, if you're not too busy with uh, Maxwell House right now. Yeah, or what say you? Or <laughs> any number of podcasts that you're secretly if, working on. If you could please dust. I mean, we haven't done it in so long, too. It's you been a while. Played? Yeah. Yeah. So we uh, we thought we would. Uh, See if it has any. See if it has any legs. See if we could bring it back on a more regular basis, based on what you tell us tonight. How it goes? Yeah, a lot of pressure. A lot of, on the, you. A lot of pressure. I'm good with it. Right. <laughs> do you want to play a new game? Because Walter said you do. 
You gotta tell us three things, but only one is true. Do you think you can fool me? Cause it's time to play one, two, three. Go, go ahead then. What's number one? Number one. I gave a hand job to an inmate the first time that I went to jail for protection. Okay, number two. Number two, I made a deal with my cousin at the age of 11 to jerk each other off to see what it felt like. Does number three have to do with touching other dicks? Some sort of gay dick. (laughs) Uh, Now, this one's not gay, but number three, I got caught masturbating during a church sermon by the youth pastor. While the sermon was happening. Okay, so number one, you gave an, a hand job to an inmate for protection with your first night in jail. Yes. Number two, you gave your cousin a hand job for what? Now we both in exchange we, for a hand job. We, oh. yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was it dual, was double, double same jerking. Time. Like there was an agreement. And it was, it was, was going to go a down. A true, not a true sucker jerk, but as close to one as possible. Oh yeah, I mean we yeah. fucking jerked each other off at the same time. It was a linear sort of circle jerk, and it wasn't necessarily something, one more person. It would have been a triangle. Uh, it wasn't like, hey man, you're attractive. I'm attractive. Let's jerk each other off. It all stemmed from watching some fucking movie. And there was a bunch of sex that went down on it. Okay, and we, right. fucking, we were like, hey, man, if you jerk me off, I'll jerk you <laughs> and off. Number it, th- it happened post-jail, so he's just like, I got pretty good at jerking other guys off. I was- <laughs> and number three, you jerked off as a child at the in church. And the I was, Sunday pastor well, caught I mean, you. I was, I was 14. I okay. wouldn't call me a child. That's but still yeah, a child in the, in, the arm, during, in the eyes of the law. Not in Tennessee. <laughs> the, uh, whatever you would call it. I, I like to call it the performance. But during the sermon... I got up, and you, everybody can see you leave. And I would do it all the time where I would get up and leave the, the sermons and whatnot. And I went to the bathroom, but I used the women's bathroom because it was nicer, and they had a couch, and uh, there was a door lock. And I locked the door, and I uh, laid down, and I was, you know, doing Going uh, off. doing my thing. And the the youth pastor opened the door that was supposed to be locked. And I mean mid-stroke. And, wait, and now, so you're saying, is is does your uh, wife know these stories? No, no, no. Um, hey, babe, I know y'all just came back and the kids, can you take them like outside for just one more minute? Yeah, are you guys hungry? Do you want to go? Uh, I just don't want them to hear this. Do, do you want to go eat or start to eat? Or You guys got to be hungry. Yeah, y'all go eat. Please, please, please. Yeah, and we'll join you. I don't mind if Tabby hears it. That's fine, but I don't want the kids to Oh, yeah, I understood. <laughs> At some point, they're going to. That's, that it's, I really went back and forth um, because all three of those things are fucking horrible. And I really went back and forth on whether... Keith, Keith, you want to be on Tell Him Steve, Dave? All right. Let's What's up, Keith? Get up on your microphone. Say hello. Hello. Hello, everybody. This is Justin Bieber from the MeUndies commercial. Lean in there and say word, player. All right. (laughs) Awesome. All right. Hey, can you do me a favor? (laughs) Get out. All right. Who was I I jerking off? Now that little years, yeah. (laughs) It was either an inmate inmate and your cousin. (laughs) All right. So he walked in and you were on the couch. Yes. And I was facing, my head was toward the wall so I could see the door because I have this weird hang up where I don't sit with my back. To the the door and a problem at a diner in New Jersey earlier because the guy wanted me to sit where I couldn't see people coming in through the door. I wouldn't fucking do it. 
Where you're uh, jerking off, and that's why. <laughs> I mean, this is, you know, you, you want to fucking see what's coming at you. But what happened was, is I got too fucking comfortable with that door lock. Never trust a door lock. Mm-hmm. Ever. Because doors don't always lock. Lucky for me, it was Brother Chuck. He didn't tell my dad. My dad would have fucking murdered me if he found out. Brother Chuck was cool. But yeah. Brother Chuck, so it was a Catholic. Uh... Southern Baptist. Way uh, they, worse they, than Catholic. So where, were you nude brother. from the waist down? I had my pants right around the knees, drawers around the knees. Right. And you're talking nice dress pants, fucking whitey tidies, fucking dress shirt. <laughs> Only three buttons unbuttoned at the bottom, so I didn't get any fucking lotion because I was using the ladies' lotion. Now, fucking... now, what was this uh, sermon about that got you so hot and bothered that you needed to start? Honestly, I'm pretty sure it was on Revelation. People begin. So, so you're jerking off to the to apocalypse? Yeah, literally. <laughs> it's, always, it's boring when Baptists talk about revelation. Like, you go to a Pentecostal church, Pentecostals know how to fucking deliver a good revelation. Southern Baptists are boring as hell. They don't even clap. They get mad at you if you sing too loud. This church was very much the, the, uh, Lord, and had organs and shit, and everybody wore those big red dresses in the choir. And I, I much prefer a, a hype church. To this, it was just fucking boring, and I didn't want to sit there. And like, what else are you gonna do? There's nothing to do in a church, so I fucking snuck off, tugged one out. I uh, I went to church. I mean, I went to Sunday school from as far back as I can remember, like maybe first or second grade, and then it was followed up with uh, another hour of church, which you know when you're that young is so insanely boring and had to do it. You know, I had to go up until probably eighth grade. Not once, not once did it occur to me. Like I know what I'll do. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I've ever done anything where I was bored for more than 20 minutes and it didn't occur to me to find somewhere to jerk off. (laughs) Brother Chuck is cool. I guess I'll, uh, (laughs) that's the thing. Anybody else, Anybody else in that church would have opened that door and it changes my life forever. (laughs) I mean, it kind of changed it a little bit, but I mean, let's be honest. Brother Chuck, he was cool. He was the one guy. He was the one guy that I knew was never going to tell anybody that that shit happened. Now that you want the first one you told. The inmate. Yeah. Did you you offer that or did someone make you you do that? that Here's the thing, man. It was not something that I wanted to do or even enjoyed. I was just 100% sure that if I didn't do it, I was going to get butt-raped by him and his buddies but, later that night. But did you offer it, or did they, someone say, you have to do this? Yeah, no, he told me. He's like, you're going you're gonna to fucking jerk me off, and I'm going to be... Essentially, no. he was telling me, I'm your daddy now. Was he much, I'm going to protect you. Was he you. much bigger than you? Oh, huge, huge. Not, I mean, it's granted, I was way more racist then than I am now. Like, you see a big, giant, huge black guy with cornrows, and you just assume that he's a violent thug. This guy was actually in jail with me. The guy that stabbed the fucking cop three times. This is the same fucking guy. And he was about 325, like, fucking just all muscle. All fucking muscle. He was waiting to be transferred. Why did you tell him your sunburn hurt too much? Fuck that. Yeah, he didn't care. (laughs) He was going to have sex with me when I went to sleep. Oh, I, I, I thought this was a, like I thought this was a day thing, like where you where you got jobs. No, this and you, isn't and the, you, this, you sold. this isn't the workhouse. This is nine forty. I couldn't make bail. I was there for like two fucking nights. They put you on the third floor when you can't make bail. They delouse you. They put you in your outfit. They send you upstairs, and you fucking spend time on the whatever the third floor, fourth floor is misdemeanors. Fifth floor is felonies that aren't getting sent to the penitentiary. 
and he was just in there waiting. His How ass, long did it take? The hand job? Like 12 minutes. You, oh, really? Dude, You're it was that, fucking yeah. horrendous. He had a giant that, cock. That, but that's, uh, that's probably, uh, not a great as long. hand job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you took your time. <laughs> I would think I would think it would take an eternity for um, a dude to get another dude off. Well, it didn't really have anything to do with what I was. Unless doing. you're into dudes, like, I didn't make him fucking. His coming was all about. It wasn't like I was like, all right, I'm going to make this extra special. <laughs> I was just working it as fast as I fucking could. I wanted to get it over but with. But isn't it? But he was. But this guy was. This prisoner wasn't gay. He was just doing it as a sign yeah, of no, like he wasn't power, gay at all. right? So okay. that's why. So twelve minutes. I think it would be like. It would take Twelve a, hours. Yeah, because neither of you are, are, I would imagine. Are I don't gay, know, right? man. I think you can jerk me off, and I'll, even if I'm not enjoying it after twelve minutes. Something's gonna happen. Yeah, I, I think there's a different mentality, especially if you've been in prison for a little bit. You know, you're. you're How long had that prisoner been in jail? You think his whole fucking life in and out? I'm sure. So you got put in the first night in jail. You got put in when a prisoner had been there. Oh his yeah, whole life. Oh yeah. Mm. Oh yeah, you fucking Google. 940 well, New Salem Highway, and you'll find corruption. Every two years, they so fucking run the sheriff So how come the guards the let you out. do that, though? Do what now? Why'd the guards let you do that? There's they, no guards they, on the floor. They wouldn't walk past and be like, hey, they walk past Maxwell. Twice a day. Yeah. Hands to yourself. Enough's enough. <laughs> no, it's, it's actually a felony crime to do anything like that amongst each other. It's a fucking felony so you, to masturbate yourself at 940. So, you can't do it. The guards don't give a shit. <laughs> If they'd have come by, they'd have watched it and went like, look at him. He's teaching the fish how to fucking handy. They wouldn't give a fuck. Those guards don't care. They're like they kid McDonald's. They don't make enough money to be there. Teach a man how to fish. What's that that saying go? Teach a man how to fish and Maxwell ends up jerking him off later that night. Give a man a fish. I'll some fish. So so how did it, how was the, how was the after for me, it was fucking horrible. Yeah. I really yeah, like, my bunk. How was the pillow talk? Yeah, but I say, did you guys talk while I was no, going not on? At all. He no didn't conversation. Me, no, he didn't. He acted like you weren't there. Yeah. You ever see like, um, like, like? So he he just was like strolling, like looking around, like just like it wasn't going on, or he was going, oh no, yeah. No, he was leaning back. His oh, head yeah. was like resting against the back of the fucking wall with his eyes closed. I assumed he was thinking about a woman. But he didn't make Jeremy no noise, though? No, it's fucking, it was so goddamn awkward how silent <laughs> it was so. in that yeah. fucking room. I don't believe this yeah, for a no, second. No music? I don't believe it. Uh, but I don't believe this one, this one is... Uh, I, I don't think... I think you'd go out um, in a, on a stretcher before you do that. But, but before I even get my... Before I say it, but... And number two... I'm glad you think that, at least. Uh, number two, though... <laughs> number two, though... Um, that could be the one, though. I think the and what was the movie you guys watched that got you so hot and bothered? It's so fucking ridiculous. It wasn't even a porno movie, was it? No, it was Thelma and Louise. <laughs> so you guys watch? So you're in your nine. This is a nineties. This is in the nineties. You're doing it. Ninety-one. How old were you in ninety-one? Ten, eleven years old. What? I was born in eighty. How old are you? 35. I just turned 35 like a week ago. Yeah, we, we forget that we're almost 50, you <laughs> oh, and I. Okay. Um, wow. Right now, yeah. Really, I thought that it would be the whole, the only sex scene in Thelma and Louise is a possible rape in a parking so wh- lot. Where are you when this happens? My grandmother, great-grandmother's trailer. We were visiting my grandmother 
um, in um, Nashville. We lived in Memphis at the time. Was it on cable or was it on radio? No, v, uh, VHS. VHS. Because we kept rewinding it because it showed the guy's dick. And I, don't, it, I don't remember. I don't think I've ever yeah, seen it, the, it, the movie. He pulls up her skirt and then it shows so we're his seeing dick, dick and he had... He got had, you guys off. No, 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 no. It was... <laughs> it, he was it was like an erect... And this is Penis. what got you guys. You guys are going. Like, going we should, we, how old are you again? Eleven. You're eleven. Do you guys know about jerking off yet? No, not at all. So what? So you guys don't even know what to call it yet. I I had never had an this erection. Is, My dick is. had never been hard before. That that can't be true. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah, never, aren't there such things as like baby boners and shit? Not that I recall. I don't have a memory of my life before six or seven years old. Most of it's blacked out. Uh, but now this was this was definitely one hundred percent. How long did it? How long did this jerk off take? Was it less than twelve minutes? I was. It was maybe <laughs> 30, 45 seconds. And and it's just like nothing. What we expected to happen was we were going to wiggle each other's dicks. And they were going to grow to be the, these giant dicks, like the one you just saw in the right. film, Louise. And did it? And that didn't no, it happen. Didn't happen at all. We just wiggled each other's dicks around for half so, a minute or so. Half a minute. And so, and when? Uh, how did that end? <laughs> also with awkward silence. <laughs> and how, uh, so did you say, "Hey, we shouldn't tell anybody about this"? Oh, one hundred percent. We definitely before it ever went down. We had like this is. It, it was it was very set that this is not a sexual thing. This is an experiment. We're like, we're, we're like scientists. Like, we are very much saying, "Hey, you're not gay. I'm not gay. And this ain't gay." How did you convince each other that? Well, oh, it's pretty this, easy. They're yeah. both like in agreement. Like, sure. I'm not gonna lie. It wasn't that hard at all. We came to an agreement pretty quick. Yeah, I mean, other I know these yeah. other cousins that are totally gay who do this yeah, shit, you know. but us, no. But yeah, it's, I don't know, forty-five seconds, maybe a minute. But it just—it wasn't. It, it, it was—it was, was nothing. Uh, and, you know and, I mean, uh, it was like washing it, my dick. It was nothing. This is—I can do this to myself. Like nothing happened. I didn't get an erection that day. <laughs> I How, should be doing oh, this to myself. Oh, you didn't even come yeah, around. Nothing. I didn't what about get your my, cousin? I didn't get my first. What erection. about your cousin? Huh? No, no erection. No erection? The first erection that I got, I was 13 years old. That's 100% true. You gave him a facial. <laughs> I was like, this is really not fair. <laughs> I, uh, okay. All right. And if, I, I don't think I need any more. I, Ryan, I think you need to go and ask some questions. I think I, I, I know what it is. Uh... The, uh, the the church one. You said it, it happened during a ser- the, during the uh, during the sermon. Yeah, yeah. The they sermon. would they would pipe it in. There's speakers in the bathroom, so technically I was listening to the whole thing while I was jerking off. And why did he come in this this brother? They would always go around and check to see. Like I said, I snuck off all check the fucking to see time. if there's any women Not on the like, toilet. Like, 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 no, he, he, he fucking. Um, it was a. Shut he, off. Would have, he wouldn't have think that there's a dude. A little. No, no, no. Uh, this whole wing is shut off. It's a two story church, <laughs> and no one's upstairs. You've got the downstairs west wing, which is where they're doing all the kids and whatnot, and then you've got the main <laughs> area. Not doing Literally. all the kids. Jesus Christ. Where they've got the the fucking whatever, where they indoctrinate the the young ones before they can talk. They're there. Sunday school, that's what it's called. Right, right. But upstairs, no one's there. That's where the adult Sunday school classes happen before you go downstairs. And the bathroom that I was in was in um, a section where it's like four small groups. It's like a big room, and you've got four small groups, and then there's two bathrooms. There's a, a the men's bathroom and the women's bathroom. That's the one that had the big pink flowered couch. And they would go around looking for people who were skipping fucking church. 
but mainly me, uh, my brother Tim, every so often. What happens if they walk in and there's a, a parishioner, a female parishioner on the toilet? That I don't know. I never really thought about that. I he knocked. I mean, it was oh, like he a... knocked and you still didn't pull your pants up? What happened? This a... Open. You told him to come in? No, he fucking opened Oh, uh, okay. They said, oh, it's open. <laughs> yeah, now, how fucking difficult is it to get your pants up around your ankles while you're jerking off in a not pressure situation? You add pressure to the situation, and it's fucking horrible. I would have thought you would you would just not pull them all the way down, though, so you could have a quick pull up. And I would. Now, and what, what I happens if I know he gets totally in? naked? Yeah, no, I have to. I, have to, I, I need. I need this. I got to spread. But man. I would think though that you'd be afraid too that some a female I, parishioner I, could walk in. No, not at all. I thought the door was locked. Well, I didn't somebody, think anybody would be why, up there well, anyway. But why would I think it's strange, right? This is a throw me a curveball. Why would he? Why? Why include going into the feet, into the girls' room unless that's true, though? Because you're taking a chance if you walk out of the girls' room, someone could see you walk out. Nobody's up there though. It's upstairs. Somebody may have to go to the bathroom though. But there's 15 bathrooms between. It's a huge fucking mega church. You got to pass 15 bathrooms to get to that one. You have you're, to be you're somewhere. Telling you're telling them that, like, you should know that. No fucking yeah, I know. <laughs> There's not that many mega churches in this area. There's the one by the Driscoll Bridge. That's about yeah. it. Yeah, now Southern Baptists are all about two, three million dollar expansions. And right. shit. So, what do you think, Brian? You like you don't you do you have any questions about that? Number one? No, no, not number one. I'm sorry, number three. Number three? No, not really. You don't think it's you don't think it's accurate. I don't. What about the what about the curveball of going into the fem- the female restroom? That to me seems like an and an, an, something you wouldn't add unless you know that could. I, I think it's a detail added to throw us off. Yeah. Yeah. And then and number the and number man. one unless <laughs> what's that? He's, he is Peyton Manning. Yeah. He's audible and he's the line right now. That's true. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and number one, I th- I think uh, oh, that made my chest I think even Maxwell knows. Like day one, you walk into a prison and you're immediately jerking some guy off. Oh, so you don't uh, have any questions about that? Uh, no way. It's th- there's no way it's true. And if it is true, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> day one, if you walk in and you do that, you're not going to be looked upon as a, as a. You're probably not going to get that much respect from there on out. <laughs> Like, you know, people are going to be like, well, this is the guy. This is who you go to. You put up no fight whatsoever. Uh, yeah, I think the the one. With the cuz? I think the one with the cuz is the real one. Can I, ask, can, I, can I throw a question in that I should have asked before, before we make a decision? How close in, or do you remain to this cousin to this day? Not at all. Is, this, is that part of the reason why? No, you, no. If you saw him, would you guys bring it up? No. So he gives a lousy hand job, if, so if, he doesn't keep in contact. If he heard this, even without me saying a name or anything or anyone being able to put it together which cousin it is, I imagine it would fucking destroy his world. It's got to be why something the, that he does. I why, would never. Why would it destroy his, but you're willing to. Why the fuck would you want somebody to know that you was touching your cousin's right. dick? So why are you telling it then? One true three, man. <laughs> He is a loyal <laughs> Now, the fact that you came in earlier and said only one other person knows this, I don't believe that it could be number one because I imagine that inmate would tell everybody that, like, hey, he's under my protection because he gave me a hand job last night. So that right there must throw out number one. Right, Bri? Yeah, I would think so. That, Do I need to answer this? No. No. Okay. I'm just, I'm just doing, I'm putting my fucking. Okay. What's that called? That uh, that cap that cap from Sherlock Holmes? 
Uh, what was that called? Quinn would know. Yeah. Quinn would know if he was here. F- fucking yeah, whatever that Sherlock Holmes hat's called. Does he throw his hat into things? No, remember he Is that puts like that a Sherlock Holmes. Sh- remember thing? he puts that Sherlock Holmes hat on. It's it's called. Uh, all right, but anyway, I don't know what the hat is, but I thought it was always about the fucking violin and the pipe. Fuck that hat. There's no violin. Doesn't Holmes play a fucking violin? No. Come on, man. <laughs> sure, Holmes plays a violin. That's not fucking important. Who did I jerk off? Yeah. <laughs> that's really that's, that's important. That's what we need to get to the bottom of here. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter which one is true. All of my friends that I have now so are going to hear it. And can I ask this We're too? not going to be friends anymore. Whatever this, whatever may be real. Why have you? Why have you not um, told this to anybody? Even like why are you even say it to like even to your therapist or your uh, or your wife. Uh, well, first off, I don't think telling it to a therapist would have done me any good. It's, it's just so goddamn embarrassing. But you're a kid, though. But it, it, like, I've, I don't know if I've ever really been a kid. I, I think to... it's more embarrassing when you're an adult. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, I'm saying it's. I know for a fact it's not number one. Right? It can't be. It can't you're, be. You're right. Like, that that prisoner would immediately be like, yeah, like they'd be lined up. They're like, all right. Well, we know he's he's doing it without even without yeah. even or like no hey, fight back. Hey, uh, I want a handy, and they're like, no, no, no. He's under my protection. Hey, you just don't strike me as the kind of guy that would fold like that fucking quickly. <laughs> no, I would. Yeah, I, I mean. I would have said like maybe like you know like I got my ass beat. They beat me down, and they're like just like you don't want the ass beating to stop. Yeah. Jerk me off or something. Then I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. <laughs> you want me to stop kicking you in the mouth? Jerk me off. Yeah. I feel like if that happened, I wouldn't do it. Like fuck you, beat me to death. <laughs> yeah, like the, yeah. I don't think you would uh, acquiesce to the sister's demand so quickly. <laughs> Do you want me to answer that? Is that well, what any more questions? Are, are, absolutely- you're, you're done. Yeah, I mean, you have no further questions. No, not really. I, I, I really feel like it's I feel the like Quinn one. missed out on this. I yeah. feel he would have. I feel he would have uh, had a lot of questions about because you know how family oriented he is. You yeah, know, yeah. If you heard about his his uh, grand Grand Hogs Day. Oh, you know yeah, how yeah. you know how he yeah. about with his cousins. Yeah. So I think he would have been touched though that like about the, what you're about to. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I think he would have he would have been like holy shit I I was just canning with my cousins I didn't know we could fucking rip each other's cocks out and fucking yeah, just go off on them. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was very very uh, gentle and and, and so what, loving. What was it? Was it? Well, well, Maxwell, bashing. Please reveal what which which. What, it's not number true. one, and I knew fucking as soon as I said it that I fucked up because I told Walt that only one other person knew. And I knew that, I, knew that, I didn't think that you were going to pick up on it so quick, but I, I was worried that Brian would go, he's not going to do it. He's going to fight that guy. That's what I was worried about. And then I said... So exactly what we both said. <laughs> right. But I, and, and, and before, before like, I was worried about you from the get when I created the fucking story. John the scenario. Me on the Why carpet. are you worried about him and not right. me? Right. And, 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 well, the thing is... Because I've watched TV. Right. I didn't... You've been in that situation. I've been in a fucking prison. Really? Watching blowjobs uh, taking place. When did you go to prison? <laughs> I didn't go to prison, but I've been in a prison. I was there to be a sheriff's um, officer. Yeah, he was. I took, uh, the, I took the tour. What the fuck? He was this you close to be the police. He was this close <laughs> to being a prison guard. 
I was this close to doing it. Holy I got it. Shit. I had the job. And I uh, I torpedoed it. Man, you would have been a terrible cop. I know I didn't. You I would saw, have been the worst That's why he's sitting ever. here right that's now. That's why I'm sitting here right now. <laughs> but I saw, I saw something that I think was close to a hand job. It, it was more with the mouth, I thought. But I can't be But I can't be sure if my mind wasn't playing tricks, but I saw a guy sitting up with another guy laying down with his head in his lap. And they were, and one the one guy who was sitting up was looking around like crazy. He was, was looking all over the place. Over the second guy? There was not a towel, but he turned his head to the turned his head to the side. I couldn't see any kind of like insertion or any kind of pants down but the way the guy's head was moving around the guy who was sitting up like looking at like on a swivel i was like something weird's going on right there and my mind said like i just saw the my first yeah the way you described it probably BJ. Yeah. well christ i hope not you were like fucking 25 when <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw someone man, else man, I, not man, BJ. <laughs> I saw my first i saw my first one i instantly went home to my 25 by someone said, you'll never guess what i learned today <laughs> Get over here. <laughs> so why would you think I wouldn't have? I wouldn't have picked up on that. It just, you don't no, think it, I, wasn't, you don't, it wasn't that I was thinking Walt's not gonna. I'm not street. On the, well, yeah, you're just, definitely, you're definitely, you're definitely going Brysmore Street than Walt. No, I just think that Brian has a better sense of how insane I am than other people because he sort of has the some of the same insanities that I have, uh, and we've chatted back and forth about those things because you know like you tend to depressed people tend to turn to depressed people on how to not be depressed and it doesn't help any of us because why would you go to someone depressed to find out how not to be depressed but that's what the fuck we you know and i just i was like i was hoping he didn't pick up on that but as soon as you said it out loud to brian that earlier i told you only one other person knew Right then was when I went, fuck. <laughs> They're going to know. Why in the hell would a fucking no, in-life fucking forever murderer go, I'll keep your secret, little doe. Don't even worry about it. Why would I go? I can jerk this guy off, but he's not going to tell anybody. <laughs> so I fucked myself on that one. I've got my own personal security um, team now. <laughs> I really thought that you would go with three. Because it's not as bad, and I did throw the couch in to throw you off. That's a very... Um, you're dealing with seasoned podcasters. You're dealing with you're dealing with the guys who created the game. I even put the fucking true story in the middle so as to get questions on the first one. Like, I listened to the other ones to see how it kind of played out, and when I was like, sticking it in the middle is your best bet. Do you, well, you, you know where you fuck yourself up? I'll be honest with you. By tell you're right. By yeah. telling me only one other person knew because you could never know that the pastor would never tell anybody else. He probably would tell everybody else. The fact is that the only two people who would never say a word about it are two cousins fucking with their each other's dicks in their hands. Yeah. They were never going to tell kids. another yep. person That's about the thing, that. Young, it's, it's, you said young. And even in my mind now, it seems like eleven because I'm not going to lie and say that I remembered that we were eleven. I just remembered that he had that. Thelma and Louise tape that had just come out, and you guys had you guys had reached puberty. No, I hadn't. And I was a, I was a really late bloomer. He had some hair. It was like, the I Fifty didn't. Shades of Gray of the, its day. <laughs> Thelma and Louise. <laughs> and like it's like when when you it's like we're cousins. 
Oh God, we're in the deep south. Yeah, oh, it's God. everything. We're touching. Oh God, it's everything that no like they rail about. Rape scene. Oh God, we weren't even single digits. I saw Thelma and Louise, nineteen ninety one. I literally just looked up Thelma and Louise when they came out at the hotel a couple fucking days ago when we got in, and I went, holy shit. We were 11. And I really I really went back and forth on it so hard yesterday whether I was going to I was going to this say it and Tabby, I'm going to make up three lies about me jerking guys off. <laughs> well, one of two them lies. Is, yeah. One of them is a lie, though. There's not many things. Sweetie. I, I, I jerked off in a room full of people when I was drunk. Uh, that doesn't bother me. I, I took a shit. It should. Outside. Yeah. It really it, should. It doesn't at all. I, you know, the fact that I'm trying to tell you, I'm trying to tell you, uh, the fact that if someone says you're not funny uh, after this airs, that shouldn't bother you. The yeah. fact that you took a sh- that you fucking jerked off in a room full of people that doesn't bother you. Yeah. It really should. It did, did, way it, more. did it bother Ming and Frank? It was that's about forty people in that room, also in a trailer. <laughs> and this is why when people say like, "Hey, man, when is it going to be? When is it going to be politically incorrect to make fun of rednecks?" Never. Yeah. Yeah. It's right? all true. <laughs> all of it's fucking true. It's, 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 I was I was concerned about the way the kids talk when we got up here because I never realized how fucking country. My kids are until we got up north because down there, I mean, we're fucking upscale New York City compared to the people that live in my town. So I get look, here look, and it's like, yeah, I don't know if the sleeves wear, cut off. I don't wear sleeves. I didn't do it. Tell him Steve Dave shirt. Like, oh, he just ran a marathon. I'm over here right now. Um, so, I mean, what would you rate your performance on the One True Three? Because I think pretty much we, we've. We fucking sniffed it out like fucking yeah, bloodhounds. Now it, it, I fucked up because I came here earlier and I fucking told you only one person knew. If you didn't know that, I still would have known instantly. Yeah, I just feel that like that's that because you because you you touted it too much. I knew it had to be something that you would not want to tell anybody about. And I think that's the one. I, I, and I just, because I said, I know, I think you're too hard, much of a hard ass to a fucking ever. The first day, you should have changed it to like, you're getting your fucking ass beat day after day after day. You know, I thought about that. I actually thought about that. But on the flip side of that, if I've already been in for a week, then I know. The only way that like I you can... haven't even argued over the bunk yet, and you're already jerking guys off. <laughs> I, I really, I really thought that I could grab that innocent eighteen-year-old. Like I purposely mentioned Oz, so you could get the idea of jail rape in your yeah, head. I, I, I'm familiar with the show. But you just went straight to, no, Maxwell would fight that guy, and that fucked me. <laughs> that fucked me straight off the rip, because I thought that you would go, the church one's not heavy enough. The cousin one is too on point. You the went cousin, cousin one is something that you would I, be like, you would say, I'm keeping this a secret. I, but I thought that instantly you... Well, all of them should both be secret. Of you, <laughs> I thought that both of you would go, he's lying about that, he's trying to get us on that cousin thing. Because that's the big thing. Ah, cousins. Uh, but yeah, he was my cousin. <laughs> and I had his dick in my hand. 
Yeah, usually, for about forty-five seconds. Usually, the South thing—it's it, kissing cousins, not <laughs> masturbating cousins. <laughs> I would never kiss him. That's disgusting. <laughs> we were fucking working for science. What? Okay. Is it really? She she bursts in, interrupts the podcast to complain about Surf Taco being closed. Do I need to go next door and fuck All some right. Surf Taco shit up? Thanks for listening to Tell Them Steve Day. Yeah, actually, surf Taco's closed. Yeah, we got we got to wrap it up, right, Bry? Yeah, I'd say so. We, we've been I think going. you got the word Surf Taco is closed. I, I thought yeah. that was code for like we got. Well, I want to go home. Yeah, I'm fucking hungry. We're, we're leaving one way or the other. <laughs> That would be kind of terrible if Susie and Tabby just decided, fuck Brian Bry, we can do this thing on our own. We don't need them. Yeah. And we're back here talking about me touching my cousin. No. All right. Well, thank you. Maxwell, oh, thank you. It was, just, it, it, I mean, it was everything you thought not, it would be, right? Not yes. thank you for figuring that out so soon. I'm really <laughs> bummed out that I had to tell the world that I jerked my cousin off. And it's like, no, it's not one. It's not three. It's obviously two. It's not even well, the top ten well, one true threes ever. I gotta now, I've got to go I've gotta go find my cousin again, jerk him off again, come back in one true three again. I thought I thought Ming's was, was easily detectable. Yeah. I thought Ming had the one that was the worst one. Not that this what, was the worst. his name is Cliff? He <laughs> <laughs> was worse than my and name's Cliff. And you I wanna, already know it. And I will admit I was trying to uh, trying to like make you feel better by telling you you're like I think you're too much of a hard ass. No. <laughs> I, I was trying to like like trying to I make you not feel bad. I always knew you were a prank. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even, before the third one even came, I was like, fuck, I should have went church first. <laughs> I was already doubting so myself. What's, what's the site to go again? Badbordy.com, B-A-D-B-O-A-R-D-I-E.com. Uh, I'm at Maxwell Classic on Twitter. You can find me there. Follow me, mute me. I fucking tweet a lot about dumb shit. You don't want to see but, that. But, the but don't ever, better. ever say anything negative. No, that, or, or that he's not funny. Yes. Yeah, don't I'll, say I'll that. fucking block your ass. I don't give a shit. I'm not going <laughs> to go back and forth with you. But, yeah, please don't tell me I'm not funny. Dear God. You know what's going to happen now? I'm going to get messages from all the people who actually think I'm funny, and they're going to be like, I know his sense of humor. I'm going to tell him he's... Don't do it. Don't fucking do it. He's down to three he's <laughs> All right. Now i got to leave the fucking internet again. <laughs> so that's it. Tell him, Steve, Dave. Yeah.
This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com.